Ready for Hollywood? How about what's Mikey drinking? Mikey already talked about it. Mikey's why do, you, why do you guys not trust me? Because <laughs> you've done it before. <laughs> you have skipped people before. It has I only, happened. I only <laughs> skip Jason. Yeah, he only skips Jason. That's true. That <laughs> wait, wait, but Jason first. This <clears throat> time. So, so he good. skips Jason and steals everybody else's shit. Yeah. <laughs> I only skip Jason. Why do you guys not trust me? Why do you guys not trust me? Mikey, what are you drinking? The same Since thing I was drinking me. five minutes ago. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Anyways, on to Hollywood. I'm ready for my close-up. Let's go. Who's ready for the close-up? Hollywood! Hello, and (laughs) welcome to the podcast. My name is Patrick, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin the show in a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with some important safety information. Three sheets to the mouse may contain language and subject matters that aren't suitable for smaller aviators, so listener discretion is advised. When the intro music begins, please take a seat and partake of any carry-on items. This includes bottles, flasks, cans, fine cigars, and skin mags. Okay, let's review. That is F-bombs, earmuffs, get drunk, smoke them if you got them, and send nudes. Anything else? Oh yeah, enjoy the show. Fuck that little shit. But you'll be rewarded When at last I am given my dues And injustice deliciously squared Be free Hello everybody and welcome to episode 30 of Three Sheets to the Mouse We're five average guys with love for all things Disney And joining me on this week's show are four guys who are ready for their close-up Adam What's up? Jason Cheers Tim, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Mikey, you're going to need a wide angle for this one, Mr. DeVille. (laughs) We're here to talk to you about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, grab a peach. What what is that drink over at at Brown Derby? The peach peach drink that Kate Smith loves. Brown Derby Punch? Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's called Brown Derby Punch. I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's got something peach in it. She loves it. So grab one of those and enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets to the mouse. So speaking of Hollywood, what are you guys drinking? What the? That's a, that was a lazy segue. Yeah, since when? That was usually called. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm disappointed. So what I'm happens sorry. when you don't drink over the weekend? You end up being lame. I know. Speaking of Hollywood celebrities, is everybody drunk? Negative. Yeah. No. Okay, well, that's disappointing. We all because, just started. Well, normally you guys are halfway, you know, you're like one and a half sheets to the mouse. Yeah, but it usually takes us a lot longer to set up by the time. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> We're only half a sheet to the mouse right now. Yeah, it's only a quarter after nine. We usually uh, not started till at least a quarter to this ten. This is true. Uh Tim, you've just downed a beer. Yes. So we'll start with you. All right, well, I got a collection over here, but I'm starting with Mikey. Um, turn us on to this. It's a dog tag brewing legacy lager. Mm-hmm. Mikey's a trendsetter. Mikey is a trendsetter. I've been turning people on all night. Brown chicken, brown cow. And we we finally found it at one of our um, supermarket uh, 
here that, that sells beer. And uh, we, I had to try it. And it's, it, yeah, as Mikey said before, it goes to a good cause. 100% of the profits goes to helping the families of uh, veterans. Nice. Nice. Who's, who's on your dog tag uh, for this one? Well, this one here, let's see if I can get the koozie back off. Well, you've got two, so I want you to call it two names here because they're important. All right. It's important. So the first one, um, Jason's going to have to help me out with what this means because he's a Marine, was a Marine, and it's GY Sergeant. What does that mean? He's a gunny sergeant. Gunnery gunnery sergeant. sergeant. Jonathan W. Gifford from Palm Bay, Florida, U.S. Marine Corps. And it says 20 MSOB Marsoc, and he was born August 11th, 1977, and died July 29th. 2012. Valhalla. Wow. Thank you for service. Absolutely. And who's on your who's on your next one? SPC Kyle A. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Kumis from Lockford, California. Born August 24th, 1987. Died October 21st, 2009. Man, that's just a baby. Yeah. That's a special private class. I think it's just specialist. Specialist? Mm-hmm. Probably specialist. What branch was he in? It didn't say. So it was probably just a, maybe just a contractor. Can you, can, can you, can you hold that up to there? Let me see that. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, you, these, these koozies are great, but they're hard to get on and off. I don't know if you, it's kind of fogging up. I don't know if you can. Maybe an army? Army? Can you see it? It's, yeah, I got. Yeah, specialist. Uh, he's specialist. Kyle. Yeah, he's yeah, a specialist. Specialist Kyle A. Kumas. Mm, he's army. I believe that was an E4 in the Army, if I'm not mistaken. So that's uh, that's uh, Gunny Sergeant Gifford mm-hmm. and Specialist Kumas. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, guys. Well, and, and let me touch base on that. And thank you to the family yeah, yeah, and friends who have um, persevered yeah. through through that. So The loved ones gave off. the ultimate sacrifice for the country. Absolutely. So hats t- off. So tonight, we'll, everybody, if you're listening now and you're raising a glass, raise your glass to... Uh, to Gunny Sergeant Gifford and Specialist Kumas. Cheers. 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 All right, Jason, what are you drinking tonight? Because that's, drink- that's not a Bull Falls Brewery Nut Brown it IPA. Guys, I'm drinking my last Hanalei. The one he oh, stole from uh, Ellen's funeral. <laughs> how, many did, how many did you take from there? My God. I don't know. His pockets are full when I saw him walking out of the funeral parlor. Did you, yeah, did you, you take bread from the buffet, too? He was rattling quite a bit when he I left. Bet. Salt <laughs> shakers. I bet. Salt shakers. I had to bring my own because fucking hey, the hey, don't judge buckets me. were empty. Don't <laughs> fucking judge me. It's my last beer. It's my last one. Actually, guys, I opened it up. I was going to grab two or three of them because I, I had some work to do down here uh, before the show started. And I was like, oh, shit, this is my last one. However, I took Adam's advice and I threw that dragon's milk in the back for a reserve, and I might go to that after this mm, is done. Nice. There you go. Awesome. Well, cheers, cheers to Ellen. Two two episodes ago, you're you're gone but not forgotten. Thanks, or Ellen. Gone and forgotten. What uh, are you talking about? She's in ride heaven. Yeah, <clears throat> attraction heaven. Mikey. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Is it hot in the garage? It's not really that bad right now. You can see I'm still wearing a shirt. Yes, you are. You're still fully clothed for now. Right, right, right. Um, What are you drinking? I'm drinking a locally brewed, and by locally, I mean in the state, because they really isn't shit brewed in Fort Smith. Um, A Lost 40 Pale Ale. Ooh. 
It must be fancy because it has a very hipster drawing on the front of it of a, a guy getting his beard shaved with an axe. Oh, well, definitely oh, yeah. hipster. It's the lumberjack beard. That's hipster. Yeah, that's hipster yeah it's only five and a half percent. So, oh, well, really? Oh. Yeah, that's hipster. That beer. can't be too hipster then. Yeah. No, hipster. Well, no, because hipsters don't really have a tolerance for alcohol. No, yeah, hipsters oh, okay. like their al- the ABV's low. Adam, what do you got tonight? You, you, well, first of all, the two of you have a beer. Is there any food in your fridge? Or is it just <laughs> well, beer? Really, no. no. Right now, really. it's mostly beer. Not, right now, it's mostly beer. <laughs> because because I saw the photo and Andrew turns to me. She goes, "I swear." There, that beer must be, or that fridge must be full of beer, and there's no food in it. No, it's beer and, like, and leftovers from Harold's from yesterday, <laughs> which is basically all meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just explain to people that don't know what Harold's is. It's a, a Jewish delicatessen in in Edison, New Jersey, which is, I had mm-hmm. to do a, a job Saturday that was right around the corner. So my boss went and got lunch, and he came back. When you go to this place and you order a sandwich, they tell it's you not, it's not a small sandwich. It's not a small sandwich. A small sandwich is they give you like two pounds of meat. Yeah, it's like stacked a foot high. Yeah, and you, what, if you eat it there, they they have a whole fixins bar with all the bread you can take and all you know all the cheese and all this other crap. He orders extra large sandwiches. So oh my god, I'm three pounds of meat. I got three probably two pounds of pastrami and two pounds of Ooh. brisket in my fridge right now. And that's what I made the Italian. Um, Steak sandwiches tonight with the brisket. Oh, I so want to eat there. Their pastrami is so good. You got you got to come out and yeah, it's really mm, good. The, the original Harold's in Edison. Sadly, a lot of the delis in New York, Harold's uh, was one of them, and they they were shut down in New York. Now they're in Edison. There was one in Persephone too. He he originally was part of the Carnegie Deli. He was part of the Carnegie. Part of cats. And then cats. That's right. Part of cats. Cats. I'm sorry. And then. I don't think they had a Harold. Har- Harold's and Edison was the first, first one. Harold's and Edison was the first one. They have one in they St. Had, Caucus. They had one yeah. in Parsippany, but that closed down no, about Parsi- a year ago. Parsippany years ago. is still there. Oh, is this Pers- still there? Yeah, the no, one in Princeton closed. The one in Princeton closed. Oh, Princeton closed. Um, so then Katz is still around? So is Carnegie. I think that- Carnegie's still around? Which is funny because Car- Thursday I had to do. I had no, to go Carnegie's to Carnegie gone. That's right. For another, another uh, job. The Carnegie on 34th is gone. Yeah, yeah there is another one. For a long time. Yeah. And Stage Deli is gone. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Most Stage Deli is gone. Yeah, because Carnegie owed a bunch of money in uh, back electric. So, uh, Jewish Delis aside, Adam, what are you drinking? Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway. There's a good segue. <laughs> There's your segue, well, gentlemen. This is actually something that we had our last trip in April during Flower and Garden. I actually found Founders, the Raspberry L. It's good. It's so not as I am not too really sweet. enjoying that. Very mm-hmm. good beer. I just want to come over, guys, and get a pick six out of your fridge. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> come on down. <laughs> there won't be much left after tonight. That's what I got what right here. That? I got one of each right here. Christmas bucket. My little Christmas bucket. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a small cooler upstairs. Man. Oh, man. I'm such um, an amateur. I know, right? <laughs> Rachel and I is... continually have this talk that you guys, that, like, we have to, we cannot fucking try to keep up with these guys because we got shit to do while we're at Disney. <laughs> we cannot. So. Well, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's not that I'm, I'm just fucking lazy and I don't want to have to yeah. constantly go up and down the stairs to get beer, so. And for me to open and close this door, you'll hear it. 
from his to yeah. his mic and my mic because this door is loud. Sure. So, I'm, okay, I don't want to get so, off the chair. Um, tonight, uh, I guess I'm taking the place of Jason because I got a nut brown ale, but it is not Bow Falls Brewery. It is uh, Mississippi's oldest brewery. So I got my beer of the month pack, and tonight I'm drinking a Lazy Magnolia Southern Pecan Ooh. Original Nut Brown Ale. How is Ooh, it? That sounds good. It's really good. good. It is really good. Um, I love. I mean, nut brown. You know, nut ales. Nut brown ales are really good in general. I like the uh, uh, the Kona coffee one with the cocoa brown. That's really good. But this is like nice and flavorful. You can taste the pecans, and Tim, you would really like this. I'll have to save you a bottle of this. Yeah, I'm about to try to find it. It's really, really good. Pecans. Surely he can swap it out. Pecan. Pecan. No, Southern pecan. pecan. It's, it's uh, pecan. Mississippi's oldest brewery from Kiln, Mississippi. A pecan is just, something you do if you don't have a toilet. A pecan it just, it just, is a nut. It just sounds Southern. just sounds delicious. Like good old home, home style. So back in 1985, Imagineers Randy Bright and the late Marty Scalar were in the middle of creating a new pavilion for Epcot's future world. WDI had dreamed up a new area of the park which would pay tribute to the great movies of the past. And the centerpiece of this pavilion would be an attraction which would, which would be not just a ride but also a show. And that was called Great Moments of the Movies. The pavilion would be themed around a studio backlot of the 1930s, 1940s, in which would pay tribute to the golden age of Hollywood. But ultimately, Marty's idea for a ride into the movies caught the attention of then-CEO Michael Eisner. Eisner was enthralled with the idea of honoring the movies of the past and, and the present, but also felt the attraction that was, would be strong enough to hold an anchor for an entire theme park. So... In 1986, Michael Eisner decided to do his best impersonation of Walt Disney and told his Imagineers to go build an entire theme park around one ride. And so, finally in 1989, Disney's MGM Studios was opened with its centerpiece attraction, The Great Movie Ride. The uh, Grumman's Chinese Theater that we see there in uh, Hollywood Studios, uh, modeled after the original Grauman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood, which was, uh, op- it opened in 1922. It took 18 months to build. So Sid Grauman wanted to uh, capitalize on the Egyptian theater uh, craze, which was all the rage back in the early 20s. So he went Asian with the Grauman's Chinese Theater. And it is basically uh, modeled after an old, ancient Chinese pagoda. Once it opened, uh, it was typically used for uh, premieres of first-run films, notably The King of Kings uh, by Cecil B. DeMille, and believe it or not, something that is Disney-relevant, in the 77, that was the first screen that you could see Star Wars on. Oh. By uh, Jorge Lucas. <laughs> and uh, Would it be Jorge Lucas? It would be Lucas. <laughs> si. um, you know, since then, it's been so a cool. host of... Eragas? Yeah. <laughs> Egrage. 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 
it's hosted awards celebrations. Of course, now most of the awards are, are you know across the street at the much larger Dolby Theater. So aside from its um, very uh, unique design and overall you know style and facade, probably something that the uh, Grauman's Chinese Theater is most well known for are the handprints and the footprints you know out in front of it. And there is a shitload of um, conflicting stories as far as how that started, you know, because I think you, you can't tell which, which, which story is true. You know, Grauman said it was his idea when he accidentally stepped in it one day when the concrete wasn't, wasn't uh, finished drawing yet. An actress who was, uh, was the first one, forgive me, I don't remember her name, but the first actress who was immortalized by stepping in there, uh, she said it was her idea because she accidentally stepped her foot in it. And the guy who was laying the concrete or her, the contractor always autographs his buildings. And he said it was his idea with Sid Grauman because they got to seeing him write his name and the date that it was all completed. So who the hell knows how it got started, but it's become like a, a Hollywood staple uh, today. Now, regardless of who started that, if you come back to Walt Disney World, if you walk up, if when you would have walked up to... The Chinese theater. No, when you still walk up today, because they're still yeah. there. They're still there. Well, are they, and, and I they hope they stay. Keep them. They're, they're, from okay. what? Yeah. Right from now what? They're going to keep them. The rumor is they're they're staying. So you're going to see handprints on the ground there, and you're going to see some legends: Bob Hope, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Jerry Lewis, Roger Jim Rabbit. Henson, and, and George Burns. the The fun thing about this is this: these are legends that are immortalized for well, as long as that concrete's there. It is fun to look at um any notables that i missed that you wanted to mention there's there's one i want to mention is charton heston okay not not charlton yes, charton charton heston because he, he yes. misspelled his own name yeah. while writing it in the concrete mm-hmm. but also if you go back in the back left of the pavilion there are two boots and a rocket uh a rocket jet pack yes. yep. uh imprint which is where the rocketeer landed and blasted off from when they opened, when they opened MGM Studios, The Rocketeer was the premiere film. It, it's, uh, it was it was Michael Eisner's baby. I mean, this was one. This was supposed to be his big live action film that was going to take the world by storm. And I love The Rocketeer. It's one of my favorite movies. It was great. I love the movie. It still holds up. It really does. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's one that we don't own. Oh, I I own it because I remember watching this in the theater and. Wanting to be the Rocketeer, like it transports you back to old Hollywood, and it's a great film. Jennifer Connelly, Jennifer Connelly, Timothy Dalton, um, Alan Arkin, Alan Arkin. It's it's uh, it's a really really good film, and it it there's a ton of there's a ton of tributes to it in MGM Studios or in Hollywood Studios, whatever you want to call it yep. or whatever it's going to be called in the future. Uh, Peabody's uh, I, Peabody's Ice Cream Shop over there on Hollywood Boulevard, uh, the Rocketeer imprint in the Grauman's Theater. There, there's some amazing tributes to it, and that's one of the ones I really love and remember. As you walk inside the front doors and you walk into the main lobby, you're going to see the Chinese decor all the way up to the ceiling. The artwork is, to me, is fantastic. It tells a story. If you you missed it. What a shame. But YouTube it, it is uh, simply amazing. And from there, you start walking into the queue. So now the queue, you almost have, it's a very lush carpet, I want to say. It, it's very like old school Hollywood theater when you think about it. 
The great thing about this queue is that they used to have a lot of actual movie props. Best thing about this, they had stuff on loan from the Smithsonian. They had the ruby red slippers from The Wizard of Oz. They had the carousel from Mary Poppins. Indiana Jones, they had the actual Ark. They had his machete. They actually had some of the monkey heads. They had Sam's piano from Casablanca. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, they had so much stuff. And this is this is the part I'm going to miss kind of the most, in my opinion, is just having that yeah. kind of free time to actually read up and get close to this stuff without going to a museum, without necessarily going to the Smithsonian. This was, the, this was my chance to kind of see a lot of this. Um, they had Alex's bowler hat from Clockwork Orange. I mean, it, there was just so much stuff, and it was constantly changing out, and there's nothing like that right now. I don't think in any of the theme parks. So for this episode, for each one of these things, I do want you guys to give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down of of what particular part of this ride that we're going to discuss. I'm going to go ahead and go first. Adam, I'm going to give this one two thumbs up, and here's why. The whole ruby red slippers, the the whole Wizard of Oz thing. Back when I was a kid, do you guys remember when Wizard of Oz just came on once a year? Oh, yeah. And everybody in the neighborhood freaking dropped what they were doing and they watched it. That was such a magical time in my life. You know, we didn't have a whole lot and it just brought me back there. So to be able to see that was uh, just a transport back in time. And to me, that was amazing. So for me, that that cue gets two thumbs up. I'm also going to give the, the cue two thumbs up for the same reasons that Jason said. We grew up in a time where these movies were still appreciated they were still I mean they were old at this point but our parents watched them our parents remember when they were new so they watched them with us and and we watched them and we enjoyed them and to see all those movie props the genuine movie props going through the queue to me that was that was phenomenal that was awesome it just it was just one of those you know things that you you felt like you were in an old 1930s era movie house when movie houses were glamorous you know it was a it was a treat to go to the movies it was a a thing that you got you got dressed up for to go to the movies and it just brings you back to that era i've also got to give this you know double thumbs um which i think is a, a trend we're going to have with this but it the the cue is um works well and it's very simplistic in that all it, it's literally just a cue i mean it's not a it's not a, a cue trying to disguise itself as something else it is a cue like you'd be waiting in at the theater so it it, it is a cue of a cue but uh what what's amazing like like you know tim was saying is is all the i'm, I'm going to call them artifacts because this is a bygone lost era yeah okay um, to see these right in front of you. And the one that stuck out to me when we were there was um, the dress, Scarlet's dress from Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Was just absolutely stunning and gorgeous. And, in behind, you know, in that huge Lucite uh, box that they kept it in. I mean, it was, it was amazing. And it's just like you didn't worry about waiting in line because there was something around the next corner. Now, again, my kids, they, they didn't understand. They could care less. They didn't, you know, they've never, whatever. Um, but... 
you know, to, to, to an adult or to someone who grew up in the 80s and stuff where you were exposed to that film, knowing it was a classic then, and then knowing that at this point it's uh, a relic, uh, it, it was really amazing to get a chance to stand in front of a lot of those uh, props and that memorabilia. So, yeah, two thumbs up for me, and um, I think Gene Shalitz would agree. No, I agree. I, the, all the way up from the outside of the building to the queue inside when you get through and walk into to the, the Chinese theater, you get that feeling of old Hollywood. You get that feeling that you're not in Central Florida, that you're not in 2017, that you're transported back to like 1930 Hollywood. Because as you go through that and you wind through that, you see really, you know, I, I don't want to play this down, but really important pieces of American history. I mean, yeah. the... the the carousel from Mary Poppins, the the actual carousel that Mary Poppins rode on. I mean, as a well, just the horse, just the horse, the horse that she rode on. We kind of made the put in uh, yeah. the theater, but the, the Darjok board from uh, from Star Wars. I mean, these are iconic pieces of American, and not just American cinema history, but American history. I mean, the the ruby slippers are in the Smithsonian, for God's sakes. Yeah, these are really important things, and. And I think and I hope we're not losing that. So in a sense, I have to give this two thumbs up because these are these are really important relics in American history. So two thumbs up for the for the opening and the entrance queue, uh, the tributes to the old because I don't know if you guys have been to the the actual Chinese theater in Los Angeles. No, Mm-mm. been there. It's it's much. First of all, it's much, much bigger. There's a lot of old Hollywood I was, when going to the one in Florida, I was hoping to find Hedley, Hedy Lamar's shoes. No? Blazing Saddles reference? All right. Hollywood playing Hollywood. Uh, inside that courtyard, there's so many footprints that you just you can get lost there and walk around and, and just look at all the celebrities that have been there and they put their footprints there. Yeah, we did that um, a couple of trips ago. We actually just sat there and we... A lot of them, we just sat there and put our hands in, and thought it was kind of cool that these were actually real footprints and handprints in the, in the Hollywood Studios version. Right? How cool is that? I mean, to, it's fun. It's it is fun. Very it's cool. amazing. It's yep. just fun. It, it's it's fun to match yourself up, sort of, and see how big or how little and how little these people really are. I yeah. mean, yeah. looking at some of these small, small hands on some of these people that have always been larger than. Than life to like, you, like mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox's hands are really tiny. Robin Williams, Rob, to yeah. me, Robin Williams was always bigger than life to me. So mm-hmm. when I put my hand on Robert, Robin Williams' handprint, I mean, his like fingers stop. Like, yeah, there. they're like, very tiny hands. Cold. Yeah, he's very tiny hands. But but you think of how tall these people actually are now. You, I mean, it puts everything kind of in perspective when you actually. It takes some of the magic out of it when you next time see them in a movie, but. I mean, these always have been bigger than life people, and now they're like, yeah. oh, you can't, they humanize them a little bit. Yeah, and if some of these people are your heroes, it's like you're touching where you know. Your Dick Van Dyke, touch. yeah, Dick mm-hmm. Van Dyke's hands are there. It it is really cool. That that is re- one of the best parts about this entire entrance and queue part is to just feel a part of Hollywood. Like you can touch Hollywood right there. So. Two thumbs up on my end. And I think we all give it two thumbs up. Yeah, I definitely give it two thumbs up. I kind of said so during my yeah. review. Um, I think it's pretty awesome. I, I don't, like I said, there's nothing like that besides the Smithsonian right now where you can see those. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of five pairs of ruby red zippers that are known to be around. 
I mean, that says a lot. These things are they they weren't well kept. They were nobody thought to keep these in like yeah. Make sure that they're preserved and we're going to lose a lot of this stuff if we're not careful with mm-hmm. it. So So as you pass through the queue, the next part of this is the the movie house. You know, back in the 20s, back in the 30s, there were movie houses and this was this is what they were. You would and Disney did it. Disney did a great job translating this old movie house into feeling like you're in the movies. All of a sudden you're watching a movie. And as you go through this part of the queue, you see clips from all the, and this is the brilliant part. All of the clips that you'll see in the movie are actually in the ride. So you see clips from Mary Poppins, Footlight Parade, Public Enemy, Alien, Fantasia, um, Temple, uh, Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom. One of my favorite scenes in the entire queue, and I think we all come across it, is John Wayne in The Searchers. Not, not one of John Wayne's famous films. Not one of his most important films. Because everyone thinks McClintock, True yeah. Grit, Longest Day. But John Wayne in The Searchers. Uh, this, this scene where, uh, this scene where he's, he's, he's in... And um, uh, I can't think I can't think of the other actor's name. It's another spaghetti western. Um, uh, what's his name? Jeff uh, Jeffrey Hunter. He's he's sitting there. He's like, "No, you don't, Ethan. No, you don't." And John Wayne's like, "Step aside, Pilgrim." It's just a great John Wayne esque movie, and it's just one of the one of the films I always remember when when going through that. Now, did they change it towards the end? Because I want to say they yes, did. They there did. was a whole bunch of different movies the last time we wrote As it. As the, um, what I will call the ruining of Turner Classic Movies came into the came into the pre-show, they added some different films, changed some things up. Robert Osborne comes on every now and then. You know, look, God rest his soul. Robert Osborne ruined this attraction. Well, Ted Turner ruins everything he touches. Yes, yes, he does. I I give this, originally, I give this two thumbs up. After Turner Classic Movies comes in and and they they give you almost like a dumbing down of Hollywood, I'm going to give it two thumbs down. Because I feel like, I feel like Disney in the original sense said, you guys know about movies. And then as 2014 came along, 2015 came along, they said, millennials are too dumb to know about these classic movies, so we have to have someone tell you about them. And I hated that part. I just didn't like it. So I'm going to give it pre-2015, two thumbs up. Post-2015, two thumbs down. Jason. I'm going to agree 100% on what you said. I have I have uh, the exact same sentiment. So it's um, I was actually going to give it one up and one down, one for the past, thumbs down for the present. All right, I'm an, I have a little bit different take on this. Okay, all right, let's go with that. And, and you might have to hear me out. I again before 2015, two thumbs up. After 2015, I have to give it one thumbs up. And the reason why that I have to do that is for the simple reason that kids today are not being shown a lot of these films. Agreed. So we grew up watching this, but to try to get an eight-year-old interested in it, 
you're going to have a struggle. You're talking about things that they've never experienced. You're talking about black and white, but they don't even know what that is. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, well, you, you got everything in context. And if, to get a kid excited about a black and white movie, there may have to be some description before it. Whereas we're all of an age where we've experienced this either through our family members or through our parents or grandparents, depending on the situation, where we know a little bit more. The kids today don't. So I, I get why they had to do that. So that's why I give it one thumbs up, one thumb down, half and half. On so it. which one do you give one thumbs up to? Uh, the after 1995. Okay. Uh, 20, whenever it was. 2015. Whenever this was. 2015, so what, so whenever it, it was. I'm sorry. You give it a thumbs down for the pre-2015? No, no, I so gave it two thumbs, thumbs up. up. Oh, two thumbs up. All right, gotcha. Two thumbs up, but I, I can't knock what they did because I get what they were trying to I do. I feel you. I feel you. Because Damn you for making sense. No, Damn he, you. No, he does make sense. <laughs> I know. You know what? You're right, because Adam, you know, the reason I know John Wayne is because my grandpa. My grandpa loved John Wayne films, and I know these films because of him. Would I have a hard time getting Ethan to watch John Wayne? Yeah, I damn well will. Mm-hmm. I probably would. Now, Mikey, I probably will. There's guns in it. I know there's guns in it. He and, might like and the costumes sisters. and horses. That's true. I show him McClintock. But it's, he it's might like black McClintock. and white. It, it, there's nothing. Kids today Kids are bombarded with yet. color and brightness and obnoxiousness and constant music and constant stimulation from the cartoons on down. It's, it's not... I mean, you throw a kid in front of a TV show right now, and they're on their iPad anyway. So, I mean, they're not paying attention to what's go- to a show, no. that, a movie that you're going to show them. They, they has a lot more distraction now. Which, which brings me to, I give it just one thumb down, because I didn't see the, uh, the rehash and whatever. But here, here's my, my take on it. You're, you're showing me shit that I'm about to see. Well, they're showing you the trailers for the movies that you're about to see. Okay. But they don't tell you that's going to be in there. Right. No. Plus, it's, it's kind of cool to see the actual on the movie. screen. Yeah. I don't something even remember come out in 3D. It. Well, you had the newer one. Yeah. But you had the new one. You didn't have the old one. You only saw no. the new one. He, he went in 2014, so he saw the old one. Bob Robert Wagner. Doing the voiceover. <laughs> Robert Osborne. Robert. Robert, Robert Wagner. The guy is, with the uh, Christmas lights. He, I didn't have his, his voiceover. Uh, to, but, I mean, it just, it, I don't know. I, I don't understand. If I'm waiting in line for an attraction and you're going to show me a film, it better tell me how not to die while writing it. Don't, don't make me sit through. I mean, this, it's, it's, it's a fucking movie scene sandwich, this whole attraction. And we'll get to that later. It is, it is, but it's important to play, to, to, to set you up for what you're about to see, because Adam's right. Even in 1989, I mean, the searchers is 50 years old at that point, or almost 50 years old at that point. Most of the kids riding the the great movie ride when it first opens probably haven't ever seen a John Wayne film. And if you bl- if you blink, you miss him. That's See, true. But still, it's important it, to show these yeah. these people, show everybody who's riding what they're about to see. I mean, Alien, by today's standard, is not a technically a lot, uh, advanced film. But you watch that trailer, 
for aliens in 19 what is that 1979 1980 I think so it's a scary ass fucking film like it is yeah. if you watch alien today it is a if you watch it with the lights off it's a scary it's film it's still scary yeah. it's very it was dark it's one of my favorite movies it is great <laughs> i can it's dark oh. there's things coming out and the trailer is brilliant in space no one can hear you scream it's a great line and one of Ridley Scott's best. Not entirely actu- accurate because there is oxygen in the vacuum of space. So sound does, to a degree, travel, albeit it's a little bit muted and muffled. So, you know, fucking Cameron, do you even Why science? do you have to do that? <laughs> well, back in 1979, yeah. they didn't know that. Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to make sense Sorry. of shit? <laughs> Listen... I gave my review, and you're trying to sway me to your side. I'm so because to. we disagree, well, Scott, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Uh, look, I just I think this cue. Look, even and and I'll you know what on you know cue. what I'm finding the funniest right now. How much do you want to bet, Jason's looking at? Can you hear somebody screaming? To me? <laughs> <He probably laughs> I, want to, I want to look at what what percentage of a sound weight is 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 actually like if that hundred percent is right here, then I want to know. How much is it hindered? Adam, I will agree with you. The post-2015 update is kind of necessary for that pre-show. It's absolutely mm-hmm. necessary because you're right. We don't have families showing, like, Casablanca, I, I will say, is probably a, a top five film of all time, even to this day. It's a top five film. But you, ask, and you I, go out and ask a 20-year-old what a Casablanca yeah. is, they won't. And they're they're going to have no idea what no. it is. Ask them who Humphrey Bogart is. They're, gonna, they're not going to know. They will no. if they're a hipster. That's, yeah, no, maybe. not even. Not, not yeah. even. Oh, Coffee House, Casablanca. I'm not mm. using no. hipster, and I don't think they don't get it. Maybe. The, but here's the thing. The hipster generation or the hipster movement is all about the look. Yeah. It's not about knowing where it came from. It's not about the history of it. It's all about the persona of it. So they don't care where it came from. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it, again, I'm a huge Kurosawa fan, a Kurosawa. And so Fistful of Dollars makes it in this pre-show, and I'm all over it because Fistful of Dollars is Yojimbo. And I love the, I love both of these films. They are both great films equally. And to see the, you know to see the the preview for Fistful of Dollars in this in this pre-show makes me want to go home and watch it. Makes me want to go home and watch Yojimbo, which another you know I, I I did show Ethan Yojimbo, and he actually liked that. He was very into the samurai because swords and stuff. So maybe there is hope, Mikey. Maybe there is hope for our future. Oh no, no, you can't placate me now, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to agree with Adam. The beginning uh, part, when the original one gets two thumbs up, the redo gets one thumb up, one thumb down. And the only reason why I gave it one thumb up is because it keeps those movies in my mind. It keeps me thinking about those movies that I remember as a kid watching with my parents and my grandparents. So that's the only reason why I'm going to give it one thumbs up. But the one thumbs down is because I agree it does dumb down movies of that time period for the new generation. It doesn't keep them interested in, in wanting to see them. And that's unfortunate. So you got two thumbs up for the pre-2015 pre? and... and Heavy, heavy. One up, heavy, one down. Heavy. One up, one down. All right. An Arnold Palmer. An Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Action. 
after the movies, you walk through the automatic doors into the ride loading area. The ride loading area is done up to look like a 1930s Hollywood soundstage. If you facing the ride vehicles right on the left side of the ride vehicles, you see a soundstage done up to look like the Hollywood Hills. You have the original Hollywood Land sign, which is what Hollywood originally was called. Um, right in front of the ride vehicles, you have a giant neon-lit marquee with a cyclorama under it. And as you're loading the ride vehicles, you, you hear a director saying, you know, trying to get the shot ready. And as the vehicles are ready to move, which, by the way, they are very similar in operation to the ride vehicles in the late Ellen's Energy Adventure. Coincident? Coincident? I think not. I think not. It's a conspiracy. It's a Disney conspiracy. So then as you're ready to go, you hear the director say, cue sound, cue lights, action, and then the driver takes over and says, CB DeMille, we're ready. And point of fact, if you, if you happen to look up in the rafters, there is a portrait of CCB C. DeMille in the rafters. Cecil B. DeMille. And then you, the ride vehicles right off underneath the marquee as Hooray for Hollywood starts playing. I'm torn with this one. I, I was, I've been thinking about this one and what I was going to give it. I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to give this one an Arnold Palmer. Because I do, I, I think they kind of half-assed it. I think they could have as grandiose as the entrance is, the outside facade, the the queue, they kind of half-assed this, the inside portion of this, I think. They could have done it up a little bit more to make it look more like a, a soundstage. For me, I'm going to give it two thumbs up because I actually remember the first time I ever wrote it, and it was when the park was kind of on the brand new side. Before, like, Tower Terror and all that was even in, in the thought process of coming in. And I just remember going in there as a kid and just looking around this down this 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 set pretty much and going this is this is what it must feel like to actually be on a movie lot. And it, it kind of got my imagination going. So I, I have to give it two thumbs up, but I think I'm giving it more for the nostalgic nostalgia factor of it than anything else. That's cool. I mean, the thing, the fact that it actually made you feel that, I think it drove it home for you. Yeah, as a kid. That, I mean, yeah, that's awesome. I think that's awesome. I'm going to roll with two thumbs up. Um, I, I see Tim's Tim's point. Uh, I could see the almost the generic factor of it thrown together. But I almost wonder if it was too grand that it would have took away from the ride. So it was almost maybe they, they, they wanted that uh, basic look. So as soon as you go into it, you're just wowed. But for me, it was two thumbs up. I gave it one thumb up. I mean, not to take anything away from it, but it's just the room where you get in the cars. It doesn't have to be too flashy. I like that you get in there, the lights are kind of dimmed down a little lower, you got the, the neon, um, that, that floor is, is, is you know dark and it's kind of shellacked a little bit there. You have that whole stage kind of feel, almost like a backstage kind of feel kind of, you know, and you look up and it's exposed rafters and that... that almost carries through throughout the ride if you look up they're like sometimes you, it's like exposed rafters so it's like you're on set somewhere so uh i 
you know, I don't take anything away from it, but I, you know, thumb up. I get it. Yeah. I'm, but why'd you give it a thumb down though? Hold on. I didn't what? give it a thumb down. Well, one, yeah, you just said one said thumb, thumb up. up. Oh. Just one good solid thumbs up. One solid thumb. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm going to agree with Adam. You walk in here and the music's playing you, that old Hollywood feel. You really get into it. Like, when you get into that ride and you hear the, the hooray for Hollywood, it just transports you. You look on, you look over to the side and there's like the Hollywood Hills and you see the little homes there, the palm trees, the Hollywood sign, the stars. You feel like you're back in Hollywood. You feel transported. I think this is a two thumbs up. Absolutely two thumbs up. I just want to also point out until we um, started recording tonight, I always thought it was Cecil B. DeVille. <laughs> like Cadillac DeVille <laughs> or the Barber yes, of DeVille so, or Cruella DeVille so when I said I'm ready for my, my wide angle Mr. DeVille uh, he meant DeVille just just put DeMille in there yeah. or, or even Dave Seville I'd go with that <laughs> All right, awesome. So the first thing you actually go into once you get through the gate, pretty much, is the musical section of the ride. And it goes over some of the great musicals of the past. Um, the first one you fall into is Footlight Parade. Now, I was there when this whole thing actually did what it was supposed to do. And it was played with engineering and technical problems from almost the day it opened. The walls actually leading up and beyond the like, because basically it's just giant cake with ladies pretty much on it. We're painted in Art Deco patterns. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I like the Art I Deco do. patterns. They're not there anymore. I know. I liked them, but they had the Art Deco patterns, and they were actually three diving boards with actual mannequin dancers wearing capes, and they were actually standing on the diving boards. Um, the song was by a waterfall, and that was actually the song featured in Footlight Parade. It lasted for about 40 seconds, and bubbles would fall from the ceiling, and the kick actually rotated and actually had water jets, like in the movie. Yeah, I guess they really didn't think this one through too well, because water, and electric, Indoors. and motors, and inside, and Florida, and sulfur water. Yeah, it never really... It was constantly breaking down. The turntables wouldn't always turn properly. The the actual ride area would flood because the cannons would get backed up. So instead of fixing it or doing it properly, we got a scrim. They took out almost everything fun that was in that part that took your attention. And they basically play snippets of the movie. The bubbles still come down from the ceiling, but that's... When I remember that, like being awestruck by it, and it was some of my grandmother's favorite movies with the pageants and the pageantry of those cake scenes with the ladies diving into the water. So I, I remember all that very clearly. So to see it in this state kind of hurts. And to see that they were already not taking care of it kind of had a feeling that those attractions days were numbered. After the cake scene, you go right into the famous Gene Kelly singing, swinging from the lamppost, singing, singing in the rain. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. 
What a glorious feeling I'm happy again I'm laughing at clouds So dark up above The sun's awesome in scene. It's a classic scene, but I guess they figured it out a little bit because the rain doesn't actually hit Gene Kelly, it's actually in front of him. <laughs> Smart Hollywood trick. Yeah. Smart Hollywood trick. But it, just the droplets are kind of like painted on, so they actually got it right. Animatronic is awesome on it. It moves, it, it looks really, it moves very well. And then after that, we fall into one of my favorite parts, Mary Poppins. And I, this is still the um, cast member who's leading the ride actually tells you to sing along if you know the words, and everybody pretty much always does. So. Jim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cheree. A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cheroo. Good luck will rub off when I shake hands with I didn't say. I love. I, I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> Actually, please don't. Anyway, <laughs> but what we're looking at here is a thumbs up, thumbs down situation. Originally, this was a thumbs up. If they kept it and they fixed it, it would have been a thumbs up. But your opening scene can't suck. Yeah. And unfortunately. This is a huge problem for me and has been since they set it up this way. So it's actually two thumbs down for me in the new in the way they try to half-ass fix it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to step in and say I agree wholeheartedly. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. And the reason I'm going to give it two thumbs up is because the last two are so incredible, it elevates it up. Now, I... I I don't like a trend with Disney where they want to scrimp on something. To me... It's almost embarrassing that we have to have this conversation about that, okay? And I wish Disney would just heed and say, you know what, maybe we need to spend a little bit extra money and pull that out and put something else in because we don't want people walking away going, well, that was stupid. And we're having this conversation of why doesn't that work 99% of the time? You know, so, but the, the, the other two attractions after that or the other two movies after that are... Um, Iconic, and I still think they'll be around in another hundred years, and that's that's my reason for the two thumbs up. See, I just, just my opinion. I think you're stuck in that scene for too long for yeah. me to give you two thumbs up. If I was stuck by in Mary Poppins longer, or if I was by Gene Kelly longer, then yeah. But you're you're there for a very long time, and this is your scene one. This is Fair where enough. you're supposed to hook your audience, and you don't do it. I'll, I'll agree. Enough. I'll agree with that. And this is one thumbs up, one thumbs down, because every one of like when they opened the great movie ride, whoever was living, they allowed them to come in, ride the ride, approve their animatronics. If Busby Berkeley had seen what his, I guess, opening scene would have become, he would have said no. I don't approve mm-hmm. of this. And that is an unfortunate downturn. However, Jason's right. Scene, the, the second part and third part of this first scene is amazing. The, the, the singing of the rain scene is a great classic Hollywood film. And you cannot deny that that is a great scene. And the Mary Poppins, I mean, Mary Poppins is my favorite Disney film of all time, of all time. And it, the, it, the, the, the minute you step into that London scene on the rooftops 
and Mary Poppins, and Ju- you hear Julie Andrews' voice singing Chim Chim Cheree, it's just, forget it. It does take, it does forget about Footlight Parade, and unfortunately, it didn't work for the, almost the entire attraction, because it was only, what, the first year, right? The first year it worked? Uh, I want to say... Maybe two? Well, they... Before they did that, because it took them a while to get the scrim up mm-hmm. and to figure it out. I want to say I saw it a few times where it wasn't moving. But it, it, but it still was a lot yeah. more. Even when it didn't move, in my opinion, without the scrim, it was still better than what we ended up with. Yeah, with the scrim, you get the, the shots like um, projectioned onto the scrim of the kaleidoscope cake. Yeah, scenes it, it, from from the movies from the ups the the top down shots that they would do in the movies that would make this spectacle it's nice not brilliant but nice it's not bad it's not horrible but it could be way way better it's not a scene one no it's not something that gets me interested for the rest of the ride but like jason I'm, I'm sorry but like jason said singing in the rain and mary poppins forget it they take over that section and transport you in and they make it that much better. So for me, it's one thumbs up, one thumbs down. I'll agree with Adam there. I'm the same. One thumbs up, one thumbs down. I've never just so I've never got a chance to see the the Footlight Parade scene work the way it was supposed to. So when I first got onto this ride and I first come up to that scene, I was so underwhelmed. I just felt like it, it was such a grandiose looking scene that did almost nothing. I'm like, okay, that just seems to be a waste. But then you go to the Singing in the Rain scene with Gene Kelly and the Mary Poppins scene with Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke and it's just like, okay, now it's getting better. You know, those two scenes are amazing. But I I just thought that you, with Adam, the first scene has to be fantastic. It has to catch you and has to hold your attention or you're just going to lose it for the rest of the ride. So that's why I'm giving it one thumbs up, one thumbs down. I got to go one up and one down too, like most everybody here. Just, I, I never saw it with it working. And until we do, I was doing research for this, I had no idea that it didn't do anything. Wait, that it did anything. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, even if currently all it did was still spin, that would at least give you something. Mm-hmm. But like, like, like you said, Adam, they, they put the scrim on it. So when they put them little projections on it, the projections have something to stick to. I guess. And then there's bubbles, and you can't fuck up bubbles. No. I mean, kids like bubbles. Yeah. Uh, Fish like bubbles, if we've seen Nemo. So, you know, that, that, yeah, it's underwhelming because it is a huge set piece. It's almost like they had a grand vision of a huge entrance and a really amazing finale. And this entrance just doesn't, doesn't do anything. It's almost like, yeah, it wants everything to build off of it so you get nothing uh, with uh, with with the cake scene. Now you do you know ease around, and you've got Gene Kelly hanging off the lamp post. The animatronic is wiggling a whole lot, and that post doesn't move. So maybe they need to take a look at what's powering him and put that in Everest. So we get get rid of that disco yeti. yeti. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a pretty cool animatronic. It, it really is, and you said they they kind of paint on the shiny spots on his on his jacket mm-hmm. to make it look wet. His hat. Looks plum soaked. I know. I mean, it looks like right? he just came out of a, a pool. Okay, so uh, huge props on the hat, and uh, I, I enjoyed the uh, the Mary Poppins because it's not too over the top in detail. It's just it, it's just enough so you're focused on 
uh, Mary and and yeah. Bert. Don't don't and look that, too, too close to that Julie Andrews animatronic because you're gonna get scared. Yeah, no, I think she she also looking like a man or looking <laughs> like a woman. Um, and it is is Chim Chimney. It it sounds like it's supposed to be a a, a positive song, but it's so melancholy. It is, but yeah. that's the point. Uh, the point of Mary Poppins is it's a melancholy film. Yeah, it it really is like. I encourage everyone to see Saving Mr. Banks because that really shows you what Mary Poppins is about. It's not about the children. It's not about Mary. It's about Mr. Banks. Well, you have to be careful because um, if you see, the, there were more books than the one book. Oh, yeah, of course. And there's a lot more story. Like even in – like we Tim and I saw this show on Broadway. No, the, uh, yeah, and, we saw it in the West End in London. It's a yeah, so brilliant show. It was a awesome show, yeah. but there were actually scenes from that that were that were added in mm-hmm. from the books. That it was actually more like the books than the actual movie was. The, so I mean, the, the stage show is way better than the movie. Oh yeah, it was awesome. But I'm totally off. I know because I love Mary Poppins. My Mary, my bad. Again, I was talking about the song. I got, yeah, no, it, it's a great song. It, you're right. It is a little melancholy. I'm talking just the the chords and and the, the chord structure of it makes it sound kind of depressing yeah. when it shouldn't be. It, yeah, it, does. I, I it makes it that. sound like a very sad. Yeah, it doesn't match the, the the lyrics because you know he he's proud of what he does, but he's singing. But it's London at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and again just to get just some well, music structure, it's just. It's that feeling of it's nighttime in London where it's foggy and it's rainy and it's not always bright and sunny. And I think – but you listen to the lyrics. He's making the best of what he's got. Right. Walt Disney's 1989 attraction, The Underworld, explores and takes viewers on a tour of the dark, seedy back streets of 1930s Chicago. Here we find Tom Powers, as played by the great James Cagney, in a scene from The Public Enemy. Why, dirty, no good, yellow belly store. I'm going to give that buddy nose right in the head the first time I see him. Oh, you dirty, double-crossing. Open up and hey, hear me? All right, all right. Open up, you muck. Very last time. Judge comes around, he's gonna leave you some Director Marty Scalar artfully recreates great scenes from the 1931 classic, including the U Drive Garage, the Red Oak Social Club, and the Patrick J. Ryan Bar. As we pass by the underbelly of Chicago, we come to a red light next to a warehouse. As we wait for the red light to change, our tour guide is stopped by the fearsome crime lord Muggsy. As the ride is taken over, we find ourselves caught in the middle of a crossfire, and suddenly the G-Men, the Untouchables, the Feds, are on our tail. In a thrilling plot twist, the villain Muggsy jumps into our car, shoots out the red light, leaving our hero behind, and taking us further into the movies. For the gangster scene, I give this one two thumbs up, and I'll tell you why. Because Disney does a great job of recreating a wonderful genre of the films that aren't, aren't done today. The gangster film is is not a is not a film genre that is, or what what does Jason call those? Geneer, man, Geneers. it's a geneer. 
Well, they they are, but they're different kind of gangster films that we used to. <laughs> and, and they're definitely not a engineer that you usually see in a theater anymore. <laughs> That's right. Correct. That is correct. You fucking the, bougie. The gangster, the gangster engineer. <laughs> theater. It's my theater. Is it? Isn't done too much today? I mean, to me, I think one of the last good gangster films is Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. I don't know if anyone saw that, but these these films like Little Caesar and The Public Enemy are are wonderful wonderful films that just aren't done anymore. So, to me, Disney did a great job of of taking you into the movies and taking you into this underbelly of Chicago to make you feel like you're part of this movie. So I'm going to give this I'm going to give this one thumbs up because it's an excellent genre. It's a great use of scenery. The props and the casting are wonderful depending on again, very much depending on who you get as the gangster. But the attention to detail, like I'll I'll give an example. The car that comes out to to get you in the crossfire, the license plate is 21429, which is the St. Valentine's Day massacre. However, I'm going to give this a thumbs down for it lacks the punch needed to draw you into the ride, draw you into the scene. You go by it, and yes, you see the, the scenery, but you don't feel a part of it because you're just kind of like in the middle of it. So for me, one thumbs up, one thumbs down. This is where I'm going to disagree with you. The first time I rode this, now are you given this perception of riding it many times or the first time? Because my first time riding it, th- that met every criteria that I would have expected to pull me into it. There is so much going around. I'm, I, I was just, what the hell? This is this but, is awesome. I love it. But Jason, after about thirty seconds of being in that gunfire, you're kind of like, okay, what are we doing here? You're there's bullets flying over my head, and I'm not like, you're not enter, you're not entering into the movie there. But you're but you got action going on on both sides. I mean, take it back to the first time you wrote it. Not writing it a couple of times, going, "Oh, gunfire! Okay, here we are." It, it's it. There's enough going on the first time you write it where uh, you don't know what to expect next. So but, it does hold you there. But that's the difference between good and great. Great holds you every time. Good gets you the first time, and maybe the second time. But after that, you're like, "Oh, hmm." Gunfire. You giving this two thumbs up, Jason? I am. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. I sure am. And because is, you know, you talk about great, there are very few movies that I will sit and watch more than once that are going to hold my attention. And if I watch a movie, I don't care if it's even a great movie, I will stop it at any moment to go do something else. So nothing's ever going to hold my attention again. But as a first-time writer... I thought this was fantastic, and and I am still going to stick with my two thumbs up. Oh, it's a it's a good it's a great portion of the ride. It just like I said, it's one thumbs up, one thumbs down because it lacks. I that, get it. That, that little bit of punch to bring you back. Absolutely, I get it. I'm going to say I'm with Jason. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm with Scott. Where it's one thumbs up, one thumbs down, but for a different reason. This. Truly depends on the cast member running this attraction. Absolutely. 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 And if you have a bad cast member, this is done. It's bad. But if you have two people who know the script, who know how to play off there each other, you are totally into it. They do the accent very well, not a facsimile of the accent. It's amazing. But, again, it, it, it... 
It doesn't. On the same token, you'll get your turn to talk, Tim. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you were finished. I, I obviously wasn't finished, but it's all good. Um, considering I was giving my portion. Um, <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> no, okay. But like I said, if the cast member isn't into it, is having a bad day, is having a bad shift, you are taken so far out mm-hmm. that nothing around you matters because it's not believable. They're not selling it enough. I've been on this attraction a bunch of times, and if the cast member's all in, then I'm all in. If the cast member's halfway out, you are finished. Yeah. Now, Adam, how many times have you gotten this portion of the ride where the 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 scene, the takeover scene takes at the gangster place. Too many, right? Maybe twice. Yeah, more, I more, can. more than more than any nine other out place. Of, nine out of ten. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it it's fun scene, but like I said, one thumbs up. It's set up beautifully. The setup is there. Cast members off. That's where you get the thumbs down for me. It's very uneven. Fair enough. So Tim can now talk. Right? Can I really? Can I Tim now, now has permission to speak. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give it one thumb up, one thumbs down, because if like I said, if you don't get that good cast member, everything just seems forced. It seems fake. There's just too much action for the level that the cast member is gonna give you if it's not a good cast member. And one thing that does take me completely out is that stupid fucking Marlon Brando animatronic. This does not sound like Marlon Brando. Well, it's not Marlon Brando. There's a Marlon Brando animatronic in the beginning. No, that's James Cagney. That's not Marlon Brando. No, it's Marlon Brando. Isn't no, it? it's James Cagney from The Public Enemy. He's trying to enter yeah, the Red Oak Social Club. Well, where he's then, then looks like Marlon Brando. He's then, well, it looks like, <laughs> it looks like Godfather because, era Marlon Brando then, so they completely fucked it up then. That's what, ja- that's what Marlon Brando based his character off was James Cagney's Public Enemy. Well, then Disney... Place the animatronic on that era of Marlon Brando because it looks like Marlon Brando, yeah. not James. Cameron. No, I, I get, I get that, but it's it's where it's where um, uh, uh, Tom Powers is entering the Red Oak Social Club, and then it's where he's going to stuff the grapefruit in Mae West's face. It's a classic. Grapefruit, scene. your girl. Grapefruit, your girl. Whoa, grapefruit. Oh your girl? no, let's not start that no. again. <laughs> I don't want to hear that again. No. no. <laughs> but but yeah, Tim, have you ever gotten a cast? And I think it's that. When you get that cast member that just totally deflates the scene, and Adam can attest to this. Oh, yeah. The one bad cast member just ruins the scene for a long time. And believe mm-hmm. it or not, it's usually the guy cast members that ruin it. The, yes. Yeah. If, you yeah. get a gr- if you get a girl, Muggsy, she's almost always great at which it. Is, which is interesting. Almost always. Because when this, when this attraction first opened, the, the gangster scene was always played by a girl it was actually cast for a female mm-hmm. and not a male and then eventually they moved over to both roles well, it's funny but, if you get the boy mugsy it's spelled mugsy with a y yeah and if you get a girl mugsy it's spelled mugsy with an i it's kind of weird no is it that's wait, how you do it is it yeah is it, a, a girl named randy is with an i a guy named randy is a redneck <laughs> Shut up, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mikey, what's your take on the gangster genre? Um, I I go two thumbs up, okay? Because 
cast member aside, the attention to detail here is uh, is 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 phenomenal. Um, Drink. I really enjoy everything about it. Right up to, I mean, fucking guns, man, and not just a few guns. A lot of There's guns. Guns everywhere. It's like we can't have stormtroopers remotely point a plastic firearm at anybody. But some bitch, you're parked in the in between a Tommy gun, and I don't know how many rounds the cast member has in there. Um, they fire off revolver, a lot, yeah. But they do. but it, it it keeps keeps rolling. Now, when we did it, we had a, a female cast member, and she was amazing. Um, I've seen videos of guys that were, but I'm not going to hold anything back because of the cast member, because that's the uh, human element which i understand is like one of the most controllable parts of this that you know ne- technically can't break down but i guess can break down because you're doing the public all day long uh but i do I, I go i go two thumbs up i really enjoyed it uh, i like the the old time gangster wagon that comes busting out there um i don't see how you don't get drawn into it because from the get-go you're you're being interacted with by not only is the schlump that's piloting your little chariot running uh, for the hills, but also it gets taken over, and now you've got someone new who actually spends more time talking to you than your, your you know, the, the the entry cast member. Well, I th- uh, that that starts to ride. I think for me, it's because the takeover takes at least the last I remember. It took a little too long to interact. Like there's just too many bullets flying by that you just. You don't really you get bored there. Like I wish that it was a little quicker, and it moves on a little quicker because you do you just get a lot of like, blah. Well, you know what I think it is also, and I think this is from seeing it in the past before they had the voiceover. Yes, there was a lot more interaction with your cast member throughout the ride. Yes, so when that part happened. You already kind of developed a relationship with that cast member. So it, it, there's a little bit – it meant a little bit more when that ride first opened. Now, I and, see that, Adam, but it's, it was more like the cast member was talking at the group rather than to uh, a particular person in the group. And once the takeover takes, single a particular individual out and, you know, talk uh, smack at them. See, but they were, they were able to do that. The cast members uh, were able to do that. Back in well, the I think, day. I think Mike is talking about the first cast member talks to you. The gangster talks no. with you. No, because I remember the cast member actually asking favorite movies, favorite musicals. I, I, re, I remember there were – and again, I'm going back to when this park first opened. So you're, you're talking years, unfortunately. But, I mean, there, there was interaction. There was a lot more fun involved. There was a, they had more permission to go off script. Think about it more like how your Jungle Cruise scripter used to be. Or your Jungle Cruise scripter is. Yeah. The ride was never the same twice because your cast member was different every time. And it lost that when they went to the Cisco and he, Robert they went Conroy. to the, um, the, sc- the overlay the with the, yeah. the spiel. It, Robert, it's just not fun. Robert Mondavi. <laughs> I mean, if, if the car gets stuck... The cast member was able to do if there was a train, like if it was a very busy day, that cast member was interacting with everybody. Yeah. So it really depend it depended on the day, and I think that's why I place so much effort a- emphasis on the cast member for that. For part. me, this scene breaks the fourth wall right in front of me. 
And that's why I love it so much. Because I always love it when film breaks the fourth wall. And this blows the hell out of the fourth wall. Uh, it definitely does. It definitely does. But So two, two it, thumbs again, up right here. Two thumbs up for Mikey. Two thumbs up for Jason. One and a half for the rest of us. One up, one up, one down for the rest of us. Probably my favorite scene in this whole ride is the Western room. You, you, you come into this room and it's an old West scene. Now, if you happen to not get the gangster script, you'll get the interaction with the cast members in this room. Um, you start up, you see John Wayne as Ethan Edwards in The Searchers, as Scott said earlier. I won't. I won't. The hell I would have. You have Clint Eastwood as the man with no name in the Dollar Trilogy, which is the movies The Fistful of Dollars, a few dollars for a few dollars more, and the good, the bad, the ugly. Now those are one of some of my favorite all-time movies. I remember watching a shitload of spaghetti westerns when I was a kid with my dad. So this 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 scene has like a it holds a little extra special place for me. You don't get the character interaction version as much with this scene as you do with the gangster so when you get this one it's a little rare so when you do you get the robber who's named snake and he comes out of the miners and cattlemen's bank after robbing the bank and he hijacks your ride vehicle and then blows up the bank I mean, this scene has gunfire, it has cowboys, and it has explosions. What more could you and want? Fire. So let's fire. let's let's um, let's go to Mikey since Mikey is our resident fire expert. I got I got to go back to episode one. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I go two thumbs up again on this. Can you give more than two um, thumbs up? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, yeah, I'll go I'll go two oh. thumbs and half a hemorrhoid. Because uh, this is this well I anyway. Um, I can tie a knot with them. It's like a vestigial tail. But uh, th- we didn't get the gangster, so I only know the fire from uh, from YouTube. But holy shit, I watched this and turned to Stephanie. I said, we got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> when you get this ride says, after what getting do you the mean? gangster for eight times, you think, wow, where has this been? Yeah, yeah no shit. And, and you know what? I kind of see why they don't do it every time, because that's probably a little bit more expensive right. for them to pull off. Mm-hmm. Fire. Um, gas. But, uh, yeah, that fucking... I watched it, like, three times to make sure that it wasn't, like, some type of a badass practical effect they were pulling off coming out those windows. So, yeah, to be there, and there's no doubt you feel the heat from that when it happens. It's just... I was like, oh, shit, this is really cool. I love the John Wayne bit. I'm gonna steal someone's thunder and say John Wayne used to actually have the original belt buckle from that film, and then once that news came out from uh, I think it was his family mm-hmm. um, or his estate, his estate or someone mentioned it uh, belt buckle went missing you know what it's a fucking room full of bandits what do you expect <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah Clint Eastwood looks Clint Eastwood-ish he looks um, mad you know yeah well it's Clint Eastwood get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate but, American badass Clint oh, Eastwood. such a badass <laughs> It, it wasn't the Bridges of Madison County, Clint. No, this that's was, uh, sure. <laughs> so uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm a sucker for uh, Western, you know, um, 
sound stages and, st- and sets and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was all about this. Even, even before I knew there was fire involved, I still really enjoyed it. Uh, that said, what the hell does the cast member driving the car think they're going to go do to stop a bank robbery? <laughs> Good question. Well, she still has the gun. No, no the, the new, cast it, member doesn't have a gun. He's like, did she have? Cause, no, because they they pull up to the, they pull up to the bank. And they're like, I don't remember. Hang on, so let long. me go check that out. And he goes in the bank right. and then gets, you know, held up at gunpoint. Yeah, the, not the gangster. I'm talking about. Oh, okay. The, I'm sorry. Yeah, if 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 if, if you've uh, yeah, I get so, it. So anyway, yeah, two thumbs up though. Really enjoyed the fire and the yeah. firearms, and uh, the guy that popping up from behind the barrel or whatever. With All I can think of is, I am no chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, now that Mikey's done look, look. orgasming over fire, how do you... I think I'm going to give this food. scene two thumbs up. I mean, it's, like I said, it's my favorite scene in the whole ride. The likenesses of the animatronics are probably the most spot on. Granted, you're a little bit more farther away from these two, but two thumbs up. Absolutely. The whole point of movie is to get a response. You're, it, it, it wants to initiate a response, whether it's an emotional, a visual, uh, um, whatever. <clears throat> I didn't, I never got into the spaghetti westerns until later on in life. And I'll be honest with you, the first time I actually sat and watched a whole one was with um, my wife's grandpa. Now, you all know from previous episodes that I hold these guys near and dear to my heart. Yeah. So for, for me to walk into this scene, it initiates a response of me and him on Sunday afternoons when we're on vacation watching spaghetti movie or spaghetti westerns watch just him and I just chilling out on the couch uh, where he's transporting me back to when he was younger watching these so putting that aside going into it I already have a favorable impression of of this scene um, John Wayne Murica I mean two thumbs up yeah I'm actually in the same with this one I love the fire effect I it's less it's just something about it it this one brings you in no matter what's going on around you because of the fire it, it's not just sounds of guns necessarily so i i gotta go with what everybody else said pretty much and yeah give it two thumbs up yeah absolutely i mean the the western the western genre just badasses the shit out of the gangster genre uh Sergio Leone's spaghetti westerns are on point in this in this segment. The dollars, I mean, we we talked about it. Clint Eastwood looks like a bad motherfucker. He makes mm-hmm. Sam Jackson look like a puppy dog compared to anyone else. John Wayne atop his horse. I mean, John Wayne is just uh, Jason Murica. Yeah, Murica, American icon, John Wayne. When you get to this, and then there's a giant explosion, and the heat that you feel in that ride vehicle, we haven't talked about that, the heat from that fire is just, mm-hmm. it's in your face. It's, you truly feel yeah. it. 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 It's no joke. Especially it's like, all right. You could, be, mm-hmm. you could be in the back row of the back part of that car, and you're still going to feel that. Oh, it's yeah. hot. So You're definitely going to get a tan. Two thumbs way up for this one. Two thumbs way up for the Western. It's like you get like a little uh, a little steak and put some vag poppers on it and hold it. Some <laughs> vag poppers. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Adam got oh. it. Adam got it. 
That just ruins s'mores for me. It's okay. You had to be there last night. You had to be there last night. <laughs> Look, I saw the picture. That's all I need to know. No, the picture doesn't doesn't do the conversation. <laughs> Not even close. I was I was excited when Jason gave me the, this scene to review because this is my favorite scene. After you leave the Westerns, it, you get thrown right into space and a sci-fi classic Aliens, and you are automatically transported right on the Nostromo. Now, I'm really kind of torn between this one here. Uh, I think the animatronic of, um, of Ripley, um, you know, Sigourney Weaver, uh, it's simple, but I think it's pretty pretty dead on, right? No? Her like face? No. Yes. Oh my yes. God! It has to we be will... one of the worst. It's it the worst. Sigourney Weaver, like Madame Tussauds, would shoot Disney yeah. if they saw this thing. It was it's that so bad. bad. Yeah, her face. Well, are is you thinking so of Sigourney off. now or Sigourney? Oh, then? So bad. Sigourney we're looks like, better we now. We seem to get seated on That's the what I left mean. side of the car, which is the closest you can get to that Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. animatronic, and that. Animatronic that Ellen Ripley animatronic does not look anything like. No, it's so As bad. It, it looks like a man. Hey, you know what? She looks so much better on the YouTube videos because I YouTubed it afterwards, and I'm like, I, I yeah, but but you're you're far video. away. You're not you're not right there. Well, exactly. It's not right there. And I wasn't. Huh? It's not right. You're That's not right, right there. Like, you're not there. It also looks like her. She's melting. Yes. Yes. Oh, like bad. it looks like the actual face is melting off her yeah. her off the animatronic. It's just bad. Where I was frat, she didn't look that bad. And I'm fucking sticking to that. (laughs) The uh, aliens, um, maybe sometimes the one up above works. Sometimes it doesn't. All right, you got the one on the you got the one on the right hand side. Uh, you know, the, the, the cool thing about this is at least when, when they were putting this ride together, they, they were thinking, you know, they're going to, they were going to try to add a flamethrower with, uh, Ellen Ripley in, in this scene, but they opted out of that. Um, that would have been fun. I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, this one right here really didn't transport me and, and even initial, give me a response so I, I'm honestly going to give this one up and one down. And the only reason I'm going to give it one up is because it's a kick-ass movie and, I, and for, its, for its time. And I thought they did an okay job putting me there, but just okay. And she doesn't look like a drag queen. I thought she looked fine. <sighs> no, I've seen better drag queens. Yeah. So, I've seen so better, <laughs> I've seen, We've seen better drag queens pretend to be Ellen Ripley. Oh, that's... Yeah, there's some pretty dudes out there. Anyways, um, Mikey, thoughts? I really wanted to enjoy this <laughs> when we when we we wrote it, um, because that's a film you know from kind of my childhood. I think I was maybe six when I first saw it because my parents were like, "Yeah, go go watch that. <laughs> Be quiet for a few minutes." I didn't because I was terrified, but it. I get the whole dark, claustrophobic, you know, spaceship corridor that you're on. And realistically, for what it was, this is probably one of the cheapest sets they could put together. Because it was just all uh, 
construction materials, all commercial materials, you know, grating and exposed cables and throwing some smoke here and whatever. And Jason, I'm sorry, regardless of, of, of Ripley's face, it literally looks like she's bolted to the wall and only her <laughs> Well, I mean, that's it, true. <laughs> that's true. I, I understand, totally but it, 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 it's too much like she's screwed to the wall and just her head's moving. Um, nothing else. I don't even think her clothing moves. Let me ask that. you this. If you have anybody as a predator coming after you, are you going to give any, any – are you going to have any air behind you and the wall as you're trying to defend your position? No, but even if even if you're up against the wall, your body is still going to move a little bit. Not just your clothing's yeah, I mean, going to move. Your clothing's going to shake. Give me just. All right, you fuckers! I'm going to prove you wrong right now. Oh jeez! <laughs> All right, Marine. <laughs> Mikey, so go ahead. Go ahead. Why is go ahead, Mikey? Keep talking. Cute well, I, drag queen so, Ripley. So really, I give, it, I give it. I give a thumbs down. The, the the alien didn't didn't do anything. I mean, the cast member had to scream, "What is that?" to make you even look up there at it. So, you know, I hate to go against what I said previously. When it's like, does let's not bring the cast members into it. Let's look at the ride. But eh, I'm fickle, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> let's look at the ride. I'm 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 thumbed down in this one. Just the 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 ambition was there, but it felt this a is flat. two thumbs way down. This is a terrible. You look. You have such a good genre in sci-fi that you could have done, and it just fell flat with a bad animatronic, the bad alien up at the top that's like coming out at you, and it's just it's just 50, a lot 50 of works. Yeah, it's just a lot of loud buzzers and sirens and steam coming out. You know what? Fucking blow through this at twenty-five miles an hour because I don't want to sit here going five miles an hour through the shit. Two thumbs down. Move on. See, I just, I, I'm actually, believe it or not, even with the bad animatronic with Jason on this one, it's one up, one down for me. Again, but I also remember what it was when that alien came out and was timed properly and nobody had to tell you to look at it. I want to say at one point there was slime that used to drop from the ceiling as well. So there, it, it, there was other effects that brought you further in back then. That animatronic was always awful. I do remember that clearly. But, I mean, again, it, it's one of my favorite movies. It was the first R-rated movie I went to by myself. The second one, Aliens, was the first R-rated movie I went to by myself. So, I, it just it has memories for me. And as a kid, when that damn thing dropped from the scaling, it scared the shit out of me. So, I, I, I kind of get it now, though. It just, it looks so bad. And again, a lot of this ride needed a lot of help. And they just weren't investing the money into fixing the stuff that needed fixing. Meh. Yeah. As much as I hate to agree with Scott, I'm giving this one a two thumbs down. It just, it just seemed to be an overreach. They, the intent was there, but they didn't follow through with it. It just, it, like Mikey said, the, the set just seemed like it was just a hodgepodge of building materials just thrown about. The Sigourney Weaver animatronic didn't look like Sigourney Weaver. The alien worked. Even when he did work, he to me, he wasn't that scary. He didn't move enough to evoke that fear that, from the movie, I mean, I was terrified of this movie as a kid. I mean, I loved the movie, but it was terrifying. The alien in this movie was absolutely insane. 
the animatronics on this ride, not so much. They're slow. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're slow. It's slow. They didn't move. I mean, they just popped out and came went back well, in. The, a- the alien on the right, when you're coming around, it, it, its head moved back and forth. I mean, it was it was watching you. It's just. I mean, I'll give for, it that. For, for so a film more. that is based on quick movements and scaring the shit out of you, this didn't this didn't translate for, into what Alien was on sc- on screen. For an iconic late seventies. Space horror I mean, film, horror, yeah. Space horror film, yeah. Uh, this this, no. this needed to be so much more. But I mean, you're you're expecting one scene to give you a whole movie at this point, and that's asking a lot of any of these scenes. No, because if, I, if I you we... no no no, hear me out, hear me out. If you take each of these individual scenes, you're not getting a whole movie. If you did not see the movie, you wouldn't understand them. And that's my whole problem with this whole ride as a general thing. Is if you didn't see a lot of these movies, you wouldn't get that scared of this alien. You wouldn't have that anticipation of that alien if you didn't know how it was in that movie. But Adam, Adam, think back to what this was supposed to tie into over at Magic Kingdom and the alien encounter. Uh, there's a whole. That's wasn't a, that yeah, wasn't show. that more terrifying than this? Yes, but that was actually supposed to originally right. be an. Alien, but if you're right? gonna if you're gonna it take, wasn't supposed to tie into it. It was actually supposed to be. If an alien, you're gonna right. take one of the scariest of the sci-fi genres, why not do that? Again, this is why I give it two thumbs down. Yes, this and, is and half-assed. why is that ride not there anymore? Because because of stitch because of stitch because no because it scared the poop out of little kids well, and parents couldn't take their children you're, on you're I mean, it, was a, it was a it was a good ride in the wrong park right good ride wrong park Tim's right but Tim it, and I are Tim and I are on the to, same board bandwagon high but you're fives, talking Tim. about a section of a ride that is geared towards families now you're not talking about. A horror ride. If you want to make a horror ride, then go to um, Universal Hollywood Horror Nights. I'm sorry. That's not what this ride was meant to be. I don't know. And, again, when you take a hodgepodge of movies and you sandwich them in between each other, this is what you're going to end up with. Yeah, and you end up with a half-assed – half-assed – one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. You've you've half-assed it. Then don't use use the greatest sci-fi horror movie of all time in this ride then. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I felt would have used instead. I don't know, but I felt that with the. Well, uh, I think it's thirty, it's fifty years too late, but should have been. Star Wars. I know they didn't have the I rights at the time. Horror horror movie. Movie. No, no, for they the, but they were Wars. trying to do the sci-fi, the sci-fi genre. No, but but you're you're talking, but you all just said sci-fi horror. No, I'm, yes, what so we're saying this is a sci-fi. Alien is a sci-fi slash horror film. It's. Mike right. is naked. We're talking about horror yeah. films. <laughs> so yes, horror. Horror. Uh, horror. Oh, shit. Um, uh, but I think their, their point was to put a... They wanted a sci-fi genre. And I think if you wanted to go campy, family-friendly, why not go Buck Rogers 1950s sci-fi? If you wanted to do that... Who remember who's seen that movie? I get it. Though? And I they get wanted it. to make it more modern. But... At the same time, if you wanted to make this modern sci-fi and not go 
full Alien because of what Alien Encounter could have been and what this should have been, you should have gone Star Wars. I know they didn't have the rights well, to it at the point at the time, but still, you didn't. But you see, you didn't have to go Star Wars. You could have gone two thousand one. Well, you could have gone Close Encounters. I have a there you question, go. Though. That would have. Been, well, no, I mean, Close Encounters was Paramount. They didn't. They wouldn't have had the rights to that. I I I get it. Right, but you know there was there was. There was other yeah. movies Even to go to. Even in the MGM family. Yes. There, there was others. They could have found something And that's else. why, that's why Tim Gordon. and I give this two thumbs down. But at the end of the day, what other movie besides Star Wars at that time was that popular besides 2001? Ice Pirates. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think 2001 Space Odyssey would have gave the effect that Aliens would have got for that ride. Exactly. No, because it wouldn't have but fit. at the time, what do you have Hal talking at movies. you? Yeah, right, Beastmaster. No, all right, let's let's yeah. put this one yeah, to bed. Wasn't uh, Aliens Fox? Um, I thought it was MGM. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think yeah, I think it maybe it was, was Fox. Fox so they would have had, then they could have had access to, uh, to, I think to Star Wars. Was Fox? I think you're right. Yeah, I think Aliens it was, was Fox. 20th yeah, Fox. yeah. So they could have act, had access to 20th Century Fox and Star Wars. Again, just bad execution. Meh. Okay. Move on. Fair yeah. enough. Move on. Move on. As we're passing that, we're going to go from space down to the inside the grounds, and we're going to go to one of my favorite movies of all times, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now, as you pass through here, you are you have a, a huge uh, Anubis statues. Um, you have huge Egyptian um, influence all through the room. And you have uh, Indiana Jones and Pirate um, Help. Salah. Trying to lift. Salah. The, yeah, lift, Salah. lifting the um, the Lost Ark. Snakes all over the ground. You got fire. You got their torches in front of the scene. I mean, this is this is awesome. This is a place I want my ride to break down just so I could take it all in. As you pass through the temple with Indiana Jones, then you go into the jewel scene, and uh, this is this is something where I, I thought was magical, because my son even looked at me and said, "That's not real." And for those of you that are familiar with it, the gangster, or what is it, the other the, bank the, the bad cop, yeah, the bank robber, excuse me. Uh, will climb up to try to steal the jewel, and he's warned. Now, I love how he's warned by somebody that almost looks like an animatronic. The movements and everything about what they're doing looks like an animatronic. For the first time seeing that, I thought it was fantastic. I, I was just like, that was cool. So what happens is, is they grab the jewel, and you get a bunch of smoke, good Hollywood smoke, and a little, I, I believe there's a little bit of flash of lights, lightning maybe, something like that. Anyways, for a visual, um, I might be wrong about the light. And all that's left hanging there is a skeleton. So the bad person is, is turned into a skeleton. And the person that was warning them not to touch it or they would face death, we find out it's our original cast member driver. And they come down and we continue the ride. Uh, between... Between that Indiana Jones and the treasure and going into the treasure room with, with the jewel, all the way around, I thought it was two thumbs up. I uh, absolutely loved it. I loved the execution. I loved everything about that. Adam, you're giving me that look. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to shit all over your review now. <laughs> I like this part. 
I think, again, like how you tore apart Aliens, I can tear this whole scene apart. I'm sorry. It bothers me that when they touch the jewel, the hand is... The skeleton hand is not really touching the jewel. It's all these little things that take me so far out. But no, but it, it, I'm sorry. You can no, laugh at me all you like. You've got a point, though. You've got a point. It, it takes me out. It's just like... We've talked about little details. Yeah, that's a huge problem for me. That's a little detail. Yeah, I see him holding on to that jewel with his whole hand. He turns around and it's like three feet lower and nowhere near the jewel. I'm like, well, and, that's And he's turned now, around. Isn't it? With yeah. physics, with physics, he's gonna fall down. But he's turned around when when the when the gangster touches it, his right hand grabs it and he's facing away from yeah. you. And then when he turns to to a skeleton, he's now facing towards you. Well, of course, There's everybody because wants- he grabbed it and he's turning around to get back in his vehicle to make his escape. So he grabs it and he's 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 turning, but you don't see it because the lightning and this. Ma- and then when all of his meat <laughs> falls off his bones, he loses some mass. So that's why he's a little bit shorter. No, I, no. I feel I feel Adam. Just, but it, uh, I'm sorry. Just it no. is it- his hand should at least be on the jewel because that's what Magic. killed so Adam. Him. What are you giving this? Magic. I'm giving it one thumbs up, one thumbs down. I'm sorry, it's not. It's again. This was a missed effort for me. I love these movies growing up. If you've been to Disneyland and you've seen the actual attraction, you want to talk about a themed, awesome attraction. You have to get to Disneyland to see this because if you are any kind of fan of Indiana Jones, you will love this. Then you go back and see this, and you go, "Oh no, this is just this is just wrong on so many levels." I mean, you made comparisons with Aliens and Alien Adventure. It for me, this is the exact same thing. I I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Adam here. It's one thumbs up because the Indiana Jones scene is really cool, and it's got a lot of detail. You look on the left side of you, and there's C3PO and R2D2 as hieroglyphics. It's got a uh, the snakes are all active. You feel like you're in an Indiana Jones movie. You get to the the altar scene with the jewel and it's just corny as shit. And that's the problem. And it's it's not bad. Again, not the worst thing in the world. I'm not going to give it two thumbs down. I'm not going to give it uh, I would I would give this like one thumbs up and like another half thumbs up because it is a good scene but not that good. Not that bad, not that good. It's it's mediocre. It's okay. Yeah. I go okay. I, I go two thumbs up. I go two thumbs up, Scott. I liked it. Everyone's got an opinion. They're like assholes. Everyone's got one. Some are yeah, but this others. one didn't smell bad. <laughs> this, this was this was good. This was. But uh, then, but no. Until you see what they can do, yeah. I, I will say, Adam, the, the Indiana Jones scene is really good. We're not rating a different ride. We're rating no, but, this No, ride. but you all brought up no, for I'm, the alien scene. No, I hear didn't. me out. Uh, a few of you, well, somebody brought up for the alien scene, alien adventure. Right. When you see what they're capable of doing. Well, this was. This is, this goes this to was, hell. I'm was, sorry. This is bad. Adam, in, in its defense. This this ride is ten years prior to Indiana Jones Adventure in Disneyland. Oh, I know. Okay, we just but go I mean, go with the was... Indiana stunt show. Go with that. But thing. the same That's Alien funny. Adventure wasn't open when um, Great Movie Ride opened either. 
What time? When did that open? That was nineteen. Like, that was like a couple years after. Yeah. So, it, but it's still years. A couple years, not ten years. But you just well, see, I but but just it. see the theming on yeah. it. The darkness. I of enjoy. It. I see. I saw the look on my kids' faces. The whole Swaparuni Houdini thing. All right, and I love all of the Indiana Jones because it's like the American James Bond. Yeah. That seems to be the a redneck here. James Bond, and he even because I'm going to it different. To me, this this missed the mark. Yeah, it's kind of hokey with the whole skeleton comes out and he's touching the, well, not really touching the. Jewish yeah, but isn't Hollywood hokey though to a point? Yeah. Well, you know, no, but not this not movie, this not this, not, not these movies. Yeah, not the Indiana Jones movies. But the Indiana Jones, uh, you separate the two of them. The Indiana Jones scene is really good. Is it not? I, no, but you can't separate the two of them because they're meant to be one of the same. Yeah, but you know, even with it's Indiana one Jones, big scene. one big scene. Let's let's be fair you, about Indiana Jones. The breakdown that Disney does for this ride, it's the same scene. I know that, but so it's it, meant to be part of the Indiana Jones scene. It's it's supposed to be part of the Indiana Jones experience. It, it's not. It's you, you take it as a whole. Right. It's the Egyptian. Treasure. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. But at the very end of Indiana Jones, they when they opened up the ark. Come on, that's some Their pretty faces hokey. Melted, yeah, man. that was pretty hokey yeah. shit right there. That was hokey. Not for that time period, well, yeah. it wasn't. Think about when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. And you had you want to talk hokey? You talk romancing the stone. You shut your mouth. Shut your whore mouth. Meant to be hokey. Love the movies. <laughs> Love the movies. But those some come on the alligators and all that. Some of that was truly Raiders hokey. was what nineteen eighty six. Look at those choppers, will you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, Indiana Jones was a, a step up from yeah. that, in my opinion. And he was, uh, it he wasn't was as a kid, our hero for we were kids. He yeah, was, Indiana hey, Jones was a I hero. Got, I got nothing but love for Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, right. I love, I love me some Indiana Jones. Me too. I mean, which is why, for me, this scene kind of just missed the mark, especially okay, after enough. seeing what they did with the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland. And just, I, I look if forward you want to keep it on the East Coast, what they did with the stunt show. Stunt show's good. Okay. Yeah, that's true, too. Stunt show was stunt awesome. Was the theming in the stunt show was awesome. It's the same park. Mm-hmm. And they, they flubbed this one. I, I think... I, I would have loved to see more traps. I would have loved the oh, boulder. Oh, if you would have right. done that He's, section where he goes through, like, the, the spikes that come out of the floor from yeah, Raiders just of the Lost Ark, that would have been a good section. Yeah, but, I mean... But that's, that's really hard with an audio is, animatronic. That's, you know... I get well, that. Or the but, boulder coming over you? How yeah. awesome would that have been? Like, just on like, like they do in Disneyland. Yeah. They do in Disneyland. Exactly. Oh, do they do that mm-hmm. in Disneyland? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm they gonna do. I'm going to have to watch that ride tonight. Dude. <laughs> I, know, I know it's just a rumor and it's probably not true. I hope it does. There's rumor that they're going to... I hope it does. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but I hope it does. There's no, no. way. That they're going to bring it to... They're going to replace... Here? Allegedly, and It's not going to happen. Unfortunately, That's so not going to fit in that... Park. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Hmm. But I love that ride so much. I know. Did everybody vote? Yep. So. Okay. Yep. All right. So we're moving from from there, and then we're going to pass through the classic horrors monster. Alt unbeliever, disturb the treasure of the gods, and you shall all pay with your lives. Well, 
Scott, why don't you tell me about this room? So, so this, it's it's kind of ironic because Disney here takes a tribute to the um, the classic Universal horror films of the past, uh, Boris Karloff, uh, Frankenstein, the uh, the Dracula films of the 1920s, and and these are all great B-list horror films, wonderful movies. It's it's got a nice you know, nice theme to it. You, you feel a little bit terrified. There's mummies. There's an ancient burial chamber. Um, nothing, nothing to write home about here. So I'm going to give this. I'm, I'm going to give it one thumbs up just because they did a fine job in, in transporting you to the the monster the monster movie film. Could have done better, but again, they didn't have the the you know the real workability here. They only had a few you know, a few hundred yards of a ride to, to get through. It's okay. I'll, I'll give it one thumbs up. Not bad. Not good. You're not, you're not writing home about it. I'm going two thumbs down. Here's why I feel forced. It's nothing that I'm going to remember. In fact, doing the show, I'll be honest with the people listening. I had to ask these guys like, where the hell was this thing at? Mm-hmm. Even watching it on YouTube. I, got, going I guess I'm like, the softy Bullshit. Here. Yeah. So I, I felt like that, that was um, just forced, and Disney could have done better with that. So I'm going two thumbs down. I'm uh, with Jason. Two I'm thumbs there. down. I'm there too. I don't remember. I don't remember it most at all. Scene and I, we just watched it, just prepping for the show. <laughs> yeah. We just watched it, and I still can't tell you what the hell goes on in that scene. Right. If you're going to put some horror into it, why not move it closer back to the aliens, mm-hmm. where it would almost fit with the Janeer, but this... <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. Seamless timing. Seamless. That's right. No, it, it's, it's, it's forgettable. It really is forgettable. It, it's worse than forgettable. It's not memorable. Because yeah. forgettable means it stayed in your head for five seconds. This yeah. was just... It was an afterthought, and it feels. You were sitting there watching it, and I was. T- I turned around, I was like, I don't remember this part. So, pretty much, pretty much, thumbs down across the board. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. It kind of cleans the slate because it just segues into a blank mind going right into Tarzan, the nineteen thirty-two classic. Uh, you got Tarzan that scoots across on the, uh, he's sliding across the vine over you. A for effort. Uh, I want to be nice about this. I, I want to really like it. I want to, uh, okay, the movie itself is a classic, all right? I don't think that'll ever go away. Um, it's not like I'm... Uh, transported in the jungle so much you know i don't know i'm really indifferent on this guys um i guess i would say one up and one down that would be my take on this see i'll give it i'll give it two thumbs up for this reason my i'll (laughs) I'll tell you why my father-in-law is a big classic movies fan and when we took him on the ride for the first time in god knows how long he remembered this movie. He remembered Johnny Weissmuller. He remembered Marino Sullivan as as Jane and Cheetah and Timba the Elephant. Like every character from this classic movie is there, and like the effect of of Johnny Weissmuller swinging on the vine or Tarzan swinging on the vine, it's hokey, 
but it's there. Everything hits on this point. I, I'll give it two thumbs up because a guy who watched this film as a kid growing up from his grandparents remembers it and says, oh, I remember Johnny Weissmuller. I remember this movie. I remember going to the movies and watching this. So That's I'll cool. give it I'll give it the two That's thumbs cool. up. So we've got room for Hokey here, but not for Indiana Jones. That's cool. What the fuck ever. Make up your own rules. No, because Indiana Jones is a great film that you cannot fuck with Shia LaBeouf. Fuck you, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, fuck you, Shia LaBeouf. I'm going to give this one up, one down. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. One up, because I remember watching this movie with my dad. And he was a big, he's a big Tarzan fan in this movie. The Johnny Weissmuller and uh, Maureen O'Sullivan... Uh, version of this movie is great but I think it's a primer this scene is just a primer for the other two movies that are that follow it so it, it kind of it's kind of just a setup I it just felt to me like a throwaway like we're gonna set you up for something even bigger so it was kind of I don't know kind of mediocre I am two thumbs down I it, it's very mediocre to me we've seen Disney do jungle in other attractions for a very long time and have done has done it ten times better almost every place else besides this one spot so this is two thumbs away down for me two thumbs down here shit I feel like I'm transported to a jungle more in the tiki room <laughs> fucking than no, right here but I that's mean, a honestly, legitimate point because yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking it it just it it goes nowhere for me it feel it feels like you're traveling through a bad diorama. Yeah, exactly. Even it, it almost feels like the first scene. Okay, even exactly. if Tarzan didn't come overhead, uh, I don't feel it would be any worse if he was just stuck in the middle of the damn um, attraction right there, not moving. I don't think it would be any worse than what it is right now. And Cheetah just looks like it's he's got fleas. <sighs> well, well, the Cheetah animatronic. You can actually see the animatronic workings under his fur yeah. so that, that's he, he's a little that's he's a little bear okay. threadbare right now yeah well okay I, I retract my statement regarding the fleas it looks like, it looks like a kid's toy mange 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 <laughs> it does look like he has mange there maybe were, they there, can get him fixed with some of them showbiz pizza animatronics that they're they, they need the contact <laughs> Ikea to get some better fur sliding through the jungle we come around the corner and there is uh an American classic of classics, in my opinion, Casablanca. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid. Now, my, my son is, uh, my six-year-old, got into this kick on watching Disney Secrets on YouTube. And as I was prepping for the show, I was watching a YouTube of the ride, and he comes walking in just at that time frame. He says, hey, do you know where the other half of that plane's at, <laughs> Good you know, boy. I, you know, when your six-year-old throws Good boy. stuff like that, I'm like, he's like, what's on the Jungle Cruise? And I'm like... You're raising him right, Jason. Yeah, You know what? You are right. Absolutely. I, I And I, I didn't know that. I'll be honest with you. So... Um, You got the plane, you got the scene. The only thing I and I know we need those, you know, the big screens, the big spit screens that they have to put up. I, I wished I wished either A that it would be the death penalty if someone would ever throw something at them, animatronics, so they could get rid of it. 
or come up with something better. You know what I'm talking about, Adam? But this, I do. The, it, but I never understood why that screen was because there in the, first the ending scene is in a fog-filled hangar. Oh, or, so that's supposed yeah, to be it's supposed fog. to be foggy. Then okay. it's thumbs say, down okay, right. because yeah. that does not right. give me no, fog. It gives me flat out screen. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's, 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 that's me, what it, I thought it was a protection screen. Yeah, I never understed why the screen okay. was there. I never quite got it. I understood what the scene was supposed to be, and I also find it funny that the animatronics are really large. well. Humphrey Bogart's small. Humphrey Bogart yeah. is tiny. No, but but to keep the perspective was. correct. The animatronics are actually they are. tiny, tiny animatronics. To be honest, if those were, if that was actually, if you would actually watch the filming of this scene in Casablanca, Humphrey Bogart would actually be standing on a soapbox over Ingrid Bergman because um, Humphrey Bogart was really short and Ingrid Bergman was really tall. I was just going to say she's <laughs> she was very tall. tall. They had to they had to put him on a soapbox in order to make him look taller than her in the movies. That's fine. I I love this scene. But I'm with Adam. Thumbs down for execution. This is one of the most iconic scenes in American cinema history. The the line, he is looking at you, kid, is a line to end all lines of films. And just the 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 half assery that they did this this scene mm-hmm. fails in my opinion. It felt so threadbare. Yeah. That screen, I thought, was honestly there to hide something. I honestly thought it wasn't finished enough. It wasn't painted well. And that's why that screen is there. And I'm like... It's supposed to be because the, the scene takes place at night with the fog rolling in off the ocean. And it just... It doesn't feel that way in the in the, in right, the no, scene. Because we've seen Disney do fog. Yeah. Even we've fake seen, fog. Yeah. Pirates. Yeah. yeah. And you can't tell me Pirates is a new attraction. That whole ride is in the dark. You could you could do this way better, and they didn't. I, I, I love the film. I will say, like I've said it, I said it earlier, Casablanca is one of my top five films of all time. And this just fell flat for me. So it's two thumbs wrong. down. Okay. I give it one thumb up. I'll be the, uh, you know, the ginger here. Um, I didn't know that it... The screen was trying to uh, mimic fog. I thought that, you know, uh, I'm putting myself back like if I'm watching something on stage and they want to go for a soft focus kind of effect with the camera. I thought the screen was up there to give it a soft focus, kind of an artistic thing, which made sense for films from that era or the entire film of Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. But wait, hold uh, on, hold on. Did you just put Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow and Casablanca in the same sentence? Yes, he did. Fight. Because I need of a drink. You're fired. You're fired. Soft you focus. You're fired. Well, I mean, Jude Law. You're fired. Jude Law could be Bogart. <sighs> no, oh absolutely God. not. You can't compare Jude Law with Humphrey Bogart. He's going to end up getting fired. I have a headache. People. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My take, one fired. up, one down. I'm, I'm with the. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you I guys. I go one up. One up, one up, one down. Uh, I, I give this two thumbs down. Just greatest, again... In the films that they have on this ride, this is one of the greatest films of all time, and you 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 shit on it. Drop the ball. Yeah, you drop the ball. Yeah, yeah. Two drop thumbs the down. ball. Thumbs down. Two thumbs down for me. Especially because right up in the next film is Fantasia. As memorable as Casablanca was, 
as soon as that that finishes, uh, the ride gets visually very dark. I don't mean like you know there's a dark scene coming up, but like it's 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 dark as you enter this flyby of a uh, basically it's an animated GIF of Mickey Mouse with some music from Fantasia. It's uh, it wasn't even supposed to be there. This was originally supposed to be the tornado scene Mm -hmm. from Wizard of Oz. But uh, they couldn't get rights to the additional dialogue they would need and some other stuff. So they, they threw this in there. And, and basically, Disney did what Disney does best. They put up a, a yeah. TV screen and said, here, we're going fix, we're, we're to fix this. Let's put up a screen. So you do. You get you, – you don't even really get Fantasia, okay? No. This was just, oh, here's why the big-ass hat's in front of the building right now. Because don't forget, this was a thing way back when. Um, and yeah, uh, Let's talk about that. W- Raymond Bogart, that does the voiceover on this, tells you <laughs> about the re-release <laughs> of uh, the Fantasia 2000. But eh, it, 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 this didn't need to be there. Anything else could have been there. Um, it doesn't tell. You, it doesn't bring you anything in, in, into the, the movie. It's just it's a commercial. Is what it is. It's before you had embedded video in YouTube ads, Disney gave you this. So that's so Fantasia, Mikey, the first animated Mikey, what are you calling this? I'm calling it doesn't even need a fucking vote. <laughs> then I'm going to borrow your thumbs, and I'm giving this three thumbs down because this is just a bad... I've, I've got two fucking I'm gonna thumbs, I'm going to borrow Scott. one of them. I'm going to let someone else borrow the other because, well. my God, I don't want to take everybody's. This is three. This is awful. Again, if this had been the tornado scene, great. But it it is, it is just Mickey doing three animations over and over again. Three thumbs down. This pissed me off so very much. I mean, it, it, it's not even the fact of what it is or where where it's placed. This is your icon. And you're gonna fuck you have, yeah. yeah you're gonna fucking throw him up on a screen. I don't know why. I <laughs> yeah, thought I we haven't. Have we have <laughs> you a moral up. mouth. Yeah, all of a sudden <laughs> I, we I'm haven't. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Adam. We just hit our explicit tag. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Adam, yeah. calm down. You're gonna fuck up my two o'clock in a couple weeks. Okay, <laughs> calm your calm your tits. <laughs> fucking piss me off. There's no other word for it. You could have done so much with this fucking scene. There's could so they much. though? Because they only had about forty feet. Oh, I think anything. They could have. Yeah, I've seen fucking better, like little statues of Fantasia Mickey of Sorcerer Mickey. We, we, we've yeah. so, we've butt seen butt. better Arabidas Brothers, whatever the fuck you call it, the the, the Swarovski crystal statues of Sorcerer Mickey. The moon scene from Figment is better than this. Yeah, this is just... And that's saying a lot. It's fucking lazy. Yeah. It's lazy. It's incomplete, and it feels mm-hmm. it. So and what are you saying? It, Two thumbs down? No. I, I love to get it. Thumbs <laughs> all the way down. He's going to borrow Mikey's other thumb. <laughs> you know what? Fuck that. Middle fingers up. Yes. Middle fingers up. <laughs> I'm borrowing everybody's thumbs. For yeah. Because thumbs Fantasia down. Is thumbs down for you. All-time favorite movies. It was, it was supposed to be one of Disney's biggest endeavors where it was going to be constantly updated. That's a whole other story. But 
that that movie itself is so great dramatic it's great it's it, so it is great. a wonderful film and they half-assed it they just like yeah, let's just throw this up there and give me night on bald mountain yes could have been, yeah, that, yeah, grand, yeah. Grand you, scale. you put not on Bald Mountain and have the like the ghouls going over the top of you. Wonderful. You need to make a film. You do some. You don't even need texture mapping or projection mapping. You put him on the top of the mountain. You have the ghosts flying oh, around the bottom been of the brilliant. base. You would have been done. Just have him spread you his did, wings. Yeah, like, Chernabog. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Chernabog. But you you half-assed it. Yeah, just take the, you could have just took the spectral magic turnabout float and thrown it in there, and it would have been great. <clears throat> Instead of leaving it out in the rain. Two thumbs down for me. This whole scene, in my opinion, and, and maybe I'm off, but fuck if you don't like it. This whole scene screams Snow White. I wish they would have gave a nod to their very first movie. And the reason but, I say, hold, hold on, hear me, hear me out. What? What? Jason's still yeah, trying to get his. Yeah. World of Walt Disney ride. <laughs> no, hear me out. The the Fantasia you cannot you you are almost doing a disservice to it by just giving it a little clip because it's a long film okay. and it needs all of it. I get it. Yeah. Fantasia is a movie that builds you and builds you and builds you. Fantasia is like sex. You can just you just get built and built and built and built. Okay. Um, I, w- I would rather have had nothing than. That. I will never look at Fantasia I would the have, same way again. I would have rather have had a nod to Walt's <laughs> beginning than that. So is the dinosaur like going down on her? What the fuck are you talking if about? If it's like oh. sex, the I, dinosaur scene is like going down on her? Like eating... No, I, I'm still trying to figure out where the elephants and the crocodiles <laughs> come into play during sex. Or the dancing right hippos now. with the tutus. <laughs> if... The mops are doing it themselves. Is that <laughs> masturbation? Yes. That's the. I'm talking about the movie. Those are, the movie has a build. Mikey, those are the vibrators. It has the build. The movie there, has a build. There's handling of it. wood, and everybody kind of gets wet. So there you we go. We could do a whole show on Fantasia, <laughs> and not Jason's. So two Fantasia. thumbs down. Two thumbs down. Okay, so that one. Yeah. That one blows. Mm-hmm. Like. That scene blows the horror monster scene. That's how bad it's on its knees yes. yeah. with fucking Wolfman no. spew yep. all over. Yeah, because you know what? At the end of the day, the horror monster thing, the horror monster scene was forgettable. Everybody I remembers swear he just said scene. horror muncher. He did yeah, say that it. works too. He did say but maybe that monster. was the setup. I keep on drinking. It'll be fine. Maybe the that was the mon- setup. But this was just a letdown. Everybody knows the scene. Yes, Everybody but, knows it. But a letdown because maybe the one after but this? Yeah, no, but you know what? Why, why do you have to let down a scene? Why is this this ride should have been built up slowly from the beginning to the end? Just like a just build it up and just have the crescendo at the end. You don't have to have it let prefer- down in the middle. I would have preferred it, it, a throwaway. I would have preferred a throwaway. Right. Give me another horror monster scene. Give me something that's totally forgettable than Something that actually pisses me off. Don't piss, don't mm-hmm. piss off one of my most favorite one of my most favorite movies ever. On your park icon. Yeah. It was the weenie. And it turned out to be the a weenie. Could, because Fantasia's like sex. Fantasia's <laughs> like According sex. to Jason's Fantasia's like sex. It, there are cherubs. Mm-hmm. And okay, spe- Minotaurs. Speaking, so. speaking of sex, mm-hmm. you turn the corner. 
and you got you got little got people little porn. People. <laughs> little people porn. Well, I didn't say there midget. Is, there was a munchkin that appears to be masturbating in that scene. Well, there's also one hanging from a noose, if you believe the internet. Not well in the movie, not but, in the Disney. Ride. In the movie, not, not in the. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> you, have you seen the movie? Scott. Yeah. Just check. Yes, yeah, Scott, you missed. Midget we do porn. know people I, who have not seen know. the Wizard of Oz, and that burns my head. I don't. I don't need to watch Midget. Burns well, your head. Even even if you haven't seen it, you know the movie because it is utterly and without a doubt iconic. Okay, when it goes from the I don't want to say black and white because that was sepia tone, but it goes from the sepia That's tone. Racist. To the full color, it was it was fascinating to actually you know see that, especially when I grew up at a time where I had a lot of family in the sticks of Arkansas who had black and white. So yeah, seeing it the, the transfer you know in the film, I thought, oh, I thought this was a black and white movie. Oh, this is really cool. Let's watch. Oh, she's hot. So you've got um, the corner turns. You see the house on the witch. You see the start of the yellow brick road, and as soon as you get past that, it just goes fucking. LSD trip crazy. If you got freaked out by It's a Small World, you cannot deal with this vignette. This is It's a Small World. It, it, is, it is, oh my gosh, it is painfully obvious that this is where they blew, blew, shot their load, okay? They wanted this huge build-up, and they're going to slap. This was the money shot, okay? This was, this was John Holmes giving it everything he had because it, it, it is a brilliant set piece the way you have the entire Munchkin village off to the side. And it's not, I mean, it's, it is layered up, and it's built up high on the side of that hill, okay? And there are so many animatronics in this. And, you know, they're, they're all moving and shaking and singing. <laughs> And then they go and they hide because what happens? The Wicked Witch of the West. Because the East, yeah. The Wicked Witch shows up and starts, you know, throwing shade at the uh, the bus driver there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he starts... Throwing shade at the bus driver. Our gameless you know, and, and I'm just sitting in the ride, sipping my tea. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he gives it back. There's some more smoke. She goes away. I'm I'm a sucker for you. Give me some fake smoke, and then poof, something's there where it wasn't. That's why I liked, you know, Stitch. Uh, that's why I like this because she's not there. Then she's there, and then then she's not there again. Uh, and the animatronic is decent. It's not Ursula good, but it's decent. Well. No, I disagree I with that. I think that animatronic is fucking awesome. This was yeah, one I was going to say, that, well, that was I, top notch. This one was one of the original yeah. animatronic 2.0s. Mm-hmm. Where they had right. full... Well, I mean, I, I, I would have liked, you know, a little more butter on her joints, I guess. Well, I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you can get better than this animatronic. Like, this is, this no. is top notch. Th- this is not the Avatar... 
blue people animatronic. This is not the new Abraham okay, Lincoln animatronic. Okay, so what you're saying is you can get better than this animatronic. Now, yes. But this was top of the line when the movie when this ride opened, when this scene opened. Yeah. And it's still a pretty good, well, it was still a good animatronic. Well, I'm not saying that I dislike it. But I'm even even that... during the animatronic, even when and when she's out there uh, spewing her garbage, um, even behind her, you you have some of the munchkins kind of still peeking up like they're yeah. afraid oh, and ducking yeah. way down. It's such such a realism to that. It's just amazing. I have nightmares about it's, those munchkins. It's, it's, the whole thing is well done. Do you? Oh yeah, no, it's it's creepy. Well, they're I, about the same I really wish. Though. Well, true, true. Sing. My, my my biggest letdown for the Wizard of Oz scene is that they didn't finish it, because after well after the the, the Munchkinland scene, you do go over to the Emerald City scene, where the backside uh, of water. Oh wait, no, yeah. the backside of Dorothy. Right. Well, she kind of looks over her head, you know, a little bit once in a while, and it's it it, it, Mikey, it is what Mikey, it is. Is that a okay? turn on? I thought that her lipstick was really well, really well done. Okay, but the, they the did, scarecrow there should have been the one money. more scene after that. <laughs> after the Emerald City scene, there should have been a real Emerald City scene when they were in the lair of uh, the, the great and powerful yeah. Oz. And, but again, they couldn't get rights for the dialogue to go there. And he's all, don't look behind the curtain. And the curtain moves. And hot damn, it's the gangster and or uh, outlaw cowboy from previously. And that would have been another hokey twist that I would have really enjoyed. But instead, what we get? Another fucking screen. It's a much bigger screen this time, but we got another fucking TV screen. I give it two thumbs up. I like this scene. It's... (sighs) The Wicked Witch is a great animatronic. It's really great to look at her, but everything else creeps me the fuck out. Like the the Munchkins, the Emerald City or the uh, the Munchkin City. It's it's nice, but like it's okay. Just your heritage reminds well, you. No, home. no, just it's just it's just like <laughs> they can beat them up. It's just like it's it's just like without the Wicked Witch, this scene is. It's okay. I like. I'll be honest. I think The Wizard of Oz is a good film, but to me, it's not one of my top tens. All right, now you're fired. Yeah, but it's an age. It's the age too, though. I think. No, I. I just. I like it. I like no. it. No. No. You have. You forget. He's a youngin. Yeah. Yep, that's true. My my favorite films are Godfather, Citizen Kane, Casablanca. He's a youngin. I, Citizen Kane. I, I hated that movie. That movie. I love so that movie. The, do- the, 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 you know, Yojimbo, the Dollar Tree. These, these are. All right, these are but, but good stop. Films. Stop. I do think. Stop. Good family movie. It's a then. great family movie. I remember that when this came on That's at Christmas time. Where you have to look and at it. Everybody would sit down and watch it. And my grandma loved. My grandma and grandpa loved Wizard of Oz, and we watched it a lot. Again, a great scene. Could be made better with a little less creepy munchkins. Again, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... All right. That being said, I'm going two thumbs up because that animatronic Wicked Witch of the West is amazing. It really is. And if they can do that in 1989, why the fuck do we have Disco Yeti? He was 
Well, Disco Yeti yeah, broke his. He broke his mouth. His, um, yeah. What do you think, Tim? I'm going two thumbs up because listen, it's two thumbs up. I'm a I'm a friend of Dorothy. This scene for me, I, I <laughs> is a great scene. It, it brings me into the movies that Spoilers. I grew up with. Oh wait, time out. Name another movie. What? Name another if movie. If you're a friend of Dorothy. It's Name a another joke. movie she was in. It's a joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know the joke. Growing up, I mean, Wizard of Oz used to come on every Christmas time. We used to watch it every year. We used to watch it several times a year. I love this movie. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. And this scene just brought me right into that movie. It was great to be brought into Munchkinland. The Wicked Witch of the West animatronic was the top of the line at the time. And it was probably the... Well, it was the best animatronic on property. I just love this scene. It's probably my second... It is my second best scene of the ride. So I'm going two thumbs up. I'm going two thumbs up for the reasons everybody said. I do have problems, though. And it's not munchkins it's not anything like that it's the way it ends again it it feels like when you have that animatronic show you and that pops up right in front of you and it's in your so in your face depending on where you're sitting and then you get to that emerald city scene it it lets you down It, it 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 there's nothing there to support it and that's my real issue with it it it's the entranceway to it and the exit of it 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 you know there was other stuff that was supposed to be there that they weren't allowed to use. And it feels that way. Heck, I wouldn't have mind you if they actually built even a fake Emerald City out a little bit and not have that sort of like fake screen kind of effect. It just it doesn't flow well. And that's You can almost see the, uh, the the shadows exactly. of the electronics on that. Exactly. Part, which... It's just it's it's not done well and that's what bothers me about it. You have this great scene and it's sandwiched in between crap, really. And it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't flow. It's it takes you, it puts you right in, and then takes you right back out that, again. That end scene, you're right. It's just a diorama of crap, a diorama of diarrhea. Okay, uh, two thumbs up for me. All right, um, for everything. Actually, what what Tim said was that the whole. Uh, being a child and being a kid, and I mean, I remember playing and, and here, you know, there, we, I lived in a, uh, an area where we had a bunch of kids. So one of the moms would yell out, "Wizard of Oz is on!" and everybody dropped what they were doing and hauled ass home. You know, that was that once a year thing. And um, as far as uh, Munchkins, to me, are the it's the epitome of. I mean, I, I correlate um, the Munchkins from Wizard of Oz is like uh, an elf from Santa Claus. You know, they're 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 innocent. They're 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 small, they're cuddly, they're everything that's good uh, to me is, uh, would be the munchkin. The, no, hang on, let me rephrase that, okay? You're going to cuddle the munchkins? Hang on a second, no. Zip, zip. Wow, dude. Mikey, what I, what Mikey, I'm saying you is, your is, midget porn here? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that is the... That lollipop guild, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the last <laughs> member of the lollipop guild just recently passed away. They did, huh? Yeah. The they are the epitome of um, uh, uh, everything that is that is uh, nice. 
that everything that is that is great, everything that is uh, simple, everything that is kind. You know what I mean? This is a whole village of kind people. This is a whole whole, whole uh, bunch. Of oh wait, wait, wait! Stop! We Just don't know that for say. sure. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Celebrating a house being dropped on somebody. <laughs> but on. Well, I don't know if that's nice. Even <laughs> the nicest person has a boundary. So if you cross they that boundary, they sang a song about it. <laughs> well, she was a bad guy. He would. Sometimes, sometimes okay. she was undeniably. You gotta, you gotta them. drop bombs over Baghdad. Reliably, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I mean, what, what are they supposed to be? Feel sad that that their arch enemy was killed? Come on now. It wasn't even developed that she was an arch bombs enemy. She was just a witch. That's all she was. You, you obviously never really saw her fighting with a Munchkin. You don't, but you oh don't know gosh, the are story. You, you're gonna stand up for her. You don't know the you story. You don't know the strife I'm they telling had. You she was the servitude. Okay, okay, wicked. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down now. <laughs> Anyways, so two thumbs up. I loved it. It was great. I loved the Wizard of Oz. Everything about it was a great movie. Uh, I don't really, honestly, think it's going to stand a test of time. And the reason why is, is Scott's a prime example. Yeah, what? you're right. Lin Manuel Miranda. Wait no, Lin Manuel no, Miranda has nothing no, to do I, with but this. But you know what? Don't don't bring him into no, this. But yet, no, you, no. You I mean, to be fair, Lin Manuel Miranda with, with it, it's. But you have Wicked, which is based on it. So and that's huge. I think this will stand the test of time. I think Wizard of Oz will be a classic for all time. Yeah. I really do. It, it's it's American folklore yeah. at this point. I, I can't. I don't see this going well. They're still writing yeah. stories about it. Yeah. Are you and the Sin Man? How many? How, who who's gonna? Who's child? Who's kids? I mean, is I, I can't honestly say that my kids would sit down and watch. I will that make. Me. I will make Ethan just, sit down and watch uh, this because month. I was made to sit down and watch this as a kid. But to be fair, at that point, your kid is probably going to want to see the Wicked movie in a few years. And then yeah. you show them Wizard of Oz, and then you—I mean, there's, there's, there, it's always going to be in the in the Jason, American Jason, mindset. Put, Don't show them the remake. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. Yeah. Oh God. The no. Wiz? No, no. Show them the Wiz. Show them the Wiz, but don't show them the James Franco Oz. Movie. I fell asleep during that don't awful movie. J- Jason, I'll put it this way. I wasn't born when Star Wars first came out, but my dad. Mm-hmm. No. God, hurts my head. I know, I know, I know you guys can't fathom that. But, me neither. I missed it by a year. My dad made me watch Star Wars, and I loved it. And Ethan will watch Star Wars and love it. Films stand the test of time because they are timeless. Wizard of Oz is timeless. Let me ask you this. Wizard When's the last timeless. time you watched Wizard of Oz? Uh, probably a couple years ago. It's on every Christmas. And you said... How about you, Tim? Man? On Christmas? Are you kidding me? I don't got time to sit and watch a movie. On really? Christmas. That's all I, I did. watched it last Jason, year. Jason, you need to come to my family. See, my family is half Jewish, half Catholic. You know what we do on Christmas Eve? We eat Chinese food and watch movies. And guess what? Wizard of Oz is on, and we watch that. So, when, to be and, fair, and uh, to be to have Jason's back, I will watch Mary Poppins. Oh yeah. Christmas well, no, I will watch Mary day. Poppins every holiday season. But 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 that's I, and I get what Jason's point is here. I. Wizard of Oz is not a go-to movie for me anymore. But it's still on in color that's on right. in the holidays, and it's on in color. But in color. That, like, he said that. Yeah, that's the thing. Technicolor. It's it's just classic. It's classic. It's what it's 
on NBC. It's it's these classic these classic movies that you you sit and watch because they're timeless. Wizard of Oz is timeless. I'm not to arguing f- with you there. I mean, I, I agree. But to be fair, I don't remember the last time I sat and watched the whole thing. Honest to God, I can tell you when I watched Mary, I watched Mary Poppins within the last year. I, I cannot tell you the last, last time year. I. I cannot tell you the last time I sat and watched The Wizard of Oz from start to finish. Go back and watch it. It's a great film. It really is. It is. I know it. I can it almost recite it by heart. I know. I, I've seen it a bunch of times, but it, it's there are other movies that I would watch more. I, I've been Oz and Broomsticks is one of my favorite, all-time favorite movies from the time I was a child. I'll tell you what. I, 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 thanks, thanks to our Three Chiefs Nation, I... I recently watched that a couple weeks ago. I forget how great that movie is. It's so good. It's, it's such a good movie. The, I mean, we, we talk about Sherman Brothers and, you know, all, all their, their great movies. Jungle Book, Mary Poppins. This was such a good film with good music. It really was. And Angela Lansbury is a classic in that. But I, I don't necessarily need to watch The Wizard of Oz again. You're right. And there's that comfort knowing it's always there that I can watch it. But if mm-hmm. we're not going to watch it and our kids aren't going to watch it, I honestly think the next generation of people is just – that's just going to be an old movie from the olden days. It could be. But as long as you keep that alive – The songs – I think the songs will be around forever. As long as you forever. keep it alive in your house. I think the songs will be around. I think the songs have longer lasting power than the movie does, to be honest. Show your kids. Make sure your kids watch it. It deserves to be around. I'll leave it at mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll tell you, do it. Watch it while making kids. What? And you guys took my shit out of context. There's no way to take that out of context. That's just there. There's, an, <laughs> there's I mean, what do you say? The context is have sex while watching The Wizard of Oz. There's no other way to take that. Okay. <laughs> That's the last thing I want to think of when I'm... Watch the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, flying monkeys coming for wait, your ass. Wait, Tim, wait the a The munchkin second. scene. I need a blowy. Hurry up. <laughs> oh, I've got a funny story we about did. the flying monkeys, but that's not for... Uh, no. <laughs> which Which munchkin scene, though? Is it the one at the beginning or the one with the horse of different colors? Well, that's Oz. That's Oz. That's I mean, that's Oz. The, yeah. That's that's well. That's still. Those are still kind of munchkins. Well, she can get her eye, her eyes dyed to match her gown. I saved this beer for last. It's the Lancaster Strawberry Wheat. It tastes it's like good. you're drinking strawberry quick. <laughs> really? It nice. is it's really so good. fucking good. Strawberry wheat? Yep. Is that what you said it was? Yeah, Lancaster yeah. Strawberry Wheat. It's From a, Lancaster, it, PA. Yeah, it's a local yeah. beer. Yeah. Nice. Next time we go to the outlets, I'll have to, uh, yeah, I'll check, pick some up and we go to the outlets next time. It's a, it's sweet, but it's good. In keeping in coincidence with Ellen's energy adventure, you end in a movie. And in this ride, you're, in this part of the ride, you're shown a montage of classic films. From movies such as 2001 A Space Odyssey, All About Eve... Ben Hur, Blazing Saddles. I mean, just uh, uh, I think all and all, is, there's been like a hundred movies shown through the course of this ride's history. Citizen Kane, Down and Out in Beverly Hills, Forrest Gump, 
gentlemen prefer blondes. I mean, Good Morning Vietnam. It's just uh, the list goes on and on, and it it's all movies that go to this list. Look it up. Go to the list of all these movies that were shown and watch them. These are just great movies in American history that everybody should see, at least most of them. We have High Noon, Jailhouse Rock, the original King Kong. I remember watching the original King Kong movie like 10 times, at least, when I was like 10, 11 years old. Back in the 30s? Lady and a Tramp. Well, I wasn't, no. <laughs> Not in the 30s. They were already, the movies were already like 40, 50 years old when I was watching. <laughs> nice, nice Lost Ark, Rambo. I mean, just watch these movies. I mean, don't let them die. Mm. Just watch them. I'm going to. And that's what we're losing with the closing of this ride. So what do you give this? What do you give this part? Two thumbs yeah, up. Absolutely. I, if you don't mm. get emotional at this part, at some of these scenes, the Robin Williams screaming, good morning, Vietnam. Morning, Vietnam. You, you don't have a soul. These are, as Tim said, these are iconic films in America. Don't let these movies die. Watch it. Watch them with your kids. Some of them shouldn't be watched. With yeah, your kids. Bla- yeah, I would not watch. <laughs> I would not watch Blazing Saddles with your kids. No. Although no. my dad Although, did. Although, I would I like. Watched, I watched Blazing Saddles when I was ten years old. I would like. Yeah, yeah. I was a kid when it, I watched it, it. Can you explain Tootsie to a kid? <laughs> Good point. I but Tootsie, Tootsie is a great film. I mean, that's it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I wouldn't want to explain what's going on to a kid. Well, <laughs> well, in all fairness, in America, nine-year-olds get Tootsie all of a sudden. But sure, back this then, back then when Tootsie was out, you had um, Tootsie. You had shows like Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies. Bosom yeah. Buddies. I watched that when I was and a kid. It, it was. It was kind of weird how that was like funny. I don't. know it was funny, and it was kind of understood then, and then we went through this period where it wasn't understood. Yeah. No, but now it's insulting. No, now it's, it's insulting. a whole yeah. different thing. Like, I, I watched Blazing Saddles when I was like 10, 11 years old, and my dad's like, I'm going to sit you down and watch the funniest movie you'll ever see. And goddamn, he was right. It is the funniest. I'm going to you on Mel Brooks. <laughs> it is the funniest movie. And that sparked History of the World Part 1. Oh. <laughs> Love that so movie. Good. Oh good my god! The the oh, he's a Inquisition. What a show! <laughs> he's a eunuch. <laughs> he's dead. Yes. No. 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 Yes. <laughs> and, and that and that sparks Sorry. things like Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I mean, these are great films. Go watch oh. these films. Spaceballs. Space yes. Spaceballs. So go watch these films. This for me is. Two thumbs, and does anyone have one that I can borrow? Because I want to give this more. This, this is a great ending scene. I know we talked about cop-outs in Fantasia, but this drives home what the movies are all about and just feeling that emotion, feeling that connection with movies. And so two thumbs up for me. Two thumbs up for me from the start with Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. I mean, and then it just goes from there. It's just, it's the great ending that needs to happen at yeah. the end of this it just it, it it ties it all together it's not just about the movies it's not just about disney it's it's about movies as a whole it's about the, the entertainment of it all and like what each movie can make you feel and the iconic parts of those movies so it definitely two thumbs up for me it, it epitomizes great movie ride i give it one thumb up got one what? thumb for it 
What? I get what, what they bro. were doing. What? I'm sorry. I get I get what? what they were doing. They're showing you all this great stuff, and I get that. But damn, that's twice you fired tonight. No, I I felt captive. Mikey, I, I, I rode through the whole movie, Mikey, and then I'm you're breaking my goddamn heart. Forced to sit there again. I'm sorry. It's I'm not, not even sorry, that though. long. Time out. Time it out, doesn't time matter. Out. Scott, I just had did you to, just you know. Pour a drink and then proceed to drink. I was, the I was yes. going to yep. pour a drink, and then Mikey made oh. me drink straight from I the bottle. I'm, I'm not disliking it. I'm just, I'm not loving it. No man content. Stop. Stop. Just stop Seriously. right there. Just stop right what? there. I wanted to hate the end when we left. When we left that Wizard of Oz scene and we went through here, I'm like, "You, you got to be kidding me! This is going to be so fucking hokey." And when I started getting bombarded with every single freaking kick-ass part in movies, I left there going, "Fucking Merca!" Right? That was awesome. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe we didn't have enough propane gas in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the movie theater caught fire, then maybe we would have had a chance. Hey, you, you, you or can't if there talk was more about Ellen. that shit in America anymore. We can't talk about. You can't say fire in a theater. You can't say bomb on a plane. <laughs> you can't say Mickey at fucking Universal. You just you can't do any of that shit. Don't go to Le, uh, Gaston's Tavern and expect Mikey, to get. When a did you ride bread. this? Okay. 2014. So, so you still had the good yeah, shit. Yeah, you still had you saw yeah. all the good shit. I didn't. I didn't like, say it when, was bad. So just, the last it, time it I rode this wow. in uh, 2016, 20 no 2017, they had this scene. They had the scene where Han Solo goes, "Chewie, we're home." You don't. You cry. You cry. Like there are moments in these movies. And this last scene that make you cry. Like. I want to say when Poe popped up on the screen, I think everybody applauded. Yeah. <laughs> it is just, it's just. Like things, oh, things in this, in this segment it. just tear at your heartstrings to, to get you, mm-hmm. re- to make you realize why as Americans, like why as an American culture, we love the movies and it's because it takes us out of our daily lives and it lets us be other people. It lets us feel like like it lets us feel like Indiana Jones. It lets us feel like we're running through the caverns and dodging boulders and fighting the Nazis. It makes us feel like we're in the movies and that's why this is 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 a billion thumbs up Mikey. You have no soul. Yo, wait, I forgot he's a ginger. He's a ginger. He's a redhead. You, I know. Now. I have this didn't make me feel like I was B in the movies. It felt made me feel like I was B stuck in a chair. Oh, Two people got up and left. You can't you get up. You're, you're in the trapped in there. They, they, they did. They did. They did. I swear to God, oh, saw it happen. Man. I think you need I to call watch drunk on again. or yeah. I call high. It's or one sleeping. of the two. I've only had two sleeping. beers. No ganja. <laughs> no, before yeah, you I got to. Oh, man. Gotta get this up. is making my head hurt. All right, guys. Listen. Um, I was really disheartened that this movie was is gone. I uh, this was always a go to. Um, I'm sorry. I, I absolutely love this ride. I, I loved. Uh, I, you know, I could take. I think there's more good than there was bad. So, as a whole, I'm giving my ride two thumbs up from start to end, and um, I'm sad to see it go. 
I'll, I'll look at that. I, I do. I really do love this ride. I, I'm going to miss it. I think it was two thumbs up. It was a, it was a solid ride from start to finish that you, um, you felt a part of, you felt a connection with and, um, two thumbs up, two thumbs up to the great movie ride. That was the thumbs up noise. <laughs> that was a thumb up. I think <laughs> two big thumbs up to the great movie right. ride. So we're sad to see it go, but it'll, it'll live on in my memory forever. I'm giving it a thumbs up, thumbs down. And just for the simple reason that it needed a lot of help towards the end. It was, it, this, it needed a lot of rehabbing. It, it, it wasn't kept up well. It's just, it, it's time to, it's time for it to go, in my opinion. I, I can't see them spending the money, investing in new properties, trying to get the rights to do it over again. It, it just wasn't going to happen. So, it's either keep the ride, the attraction, the exact way it is, or get something new. And I think it's time to move on. So that's why it's one thumbs up, one thumbs down Fair for enough. me. Fair enough. Tim. I'm going to double that sentiment. Because, it, it, like Adam said, it, it just they can't constantly redo this ride over and over again and, and get the permission and get the licensing to keep it fresh. Because this is the kind of ride that needs to be updated constantly, and they just they just couldn't do it. But for somebody who likes the old, can I can I make an an addendum sure. there on that? Yeah, all that good all that good stuff, all that solid stuff that was. Uh, like in the prop room or some of the stuff that's in the Smithsonian, I I wish that Disney would even put it as an, an entrance somewhere, um, even a small walkthrough. And I and I know they had the the museum or whatnot, but but its own little section where we could still go and see some of these movie. And grades, hopefully, hopefully you know, with I, the way that the that Hollywood Studios is changing, they will because they're never going to get away from the movies because that's what this park is about. You know, whether they change it to a different name to be based on the movies, it's going to be about the movies. It's going to be about right. film and cinema history and cinema. I I hope so. Well, with what they're doing with one man stream and everything I know, else, I, I, know. I highly doubt I, it. I think it's going to be a show we'll place for intellectual properties that are films and based on films. Um isn't most of all of Disney based on films? At no, this point? not all of it. Yeah, pretty much. Disney well, World. No, is. I mean like I mean um, Magic yeah, Kingdom. Magic is. Kingdom is, um, but Animal Kingdom is not. Is. It's on its way. So only it's way. one part of Animal Kingdom is based on a. Well, you got well, Avatar, dinosaur. You got dinosaur. You have. Has any Tim? Lion has King. anyone seen Nemo. Dinosaur the movie? Yeah. No, I have. I haven't. I have. Um, the you Aladar. And that was shoehorned in after because that was originally not anything to do with that movie. Um, you have... Um, Bugs Life? The Adventurous Club. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> <Duh>. Up. <laughs> no, yeah, the... Up. Up. All the characters from Up are all through the I, Animal I Kingdom now. I, I just think... That, this so, is going to be. This is going to be. Epcot's turning that way too. 
this is going to be a, a theme park that's going to be themed around lands based on the movie. And I, I, I hate to say this. I think that Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror is, are yeah. on the chopping yeah. block soon. There, yeah. I see Rock and Roller Coaster. I don't see Tower going. I yeah, don't know I what they'd do. Tower may stick around. I think Tower's going to stick around for a while, but it may be on the chopping block. But Aerosmith is definitely yeah. on chopping. What are they going to do with the property? Are they just going to like with Tower of Terror? Are you telling me they're going to? Oh, tear I, it no, down? I think no. they'll just no. reimagine. Well, they repurpose it. They'll repurpose it. I don't think so. I, I don't know what they would. That I mean, Adam's. Adam, I I can see where Adam's going with this. The ride in Disneyland is far different than the ride in Disney yeah. World. There are two different rides. Yeah. You cannot compare them. And it's it's very. It's not. It's a, a lot little different. different. It's a big like, difference. The property. I was, I was it's so a much lot better. different. There, there's a different. Ours it's is bigger. way bigger. It's yeah, way better. more expansive. It's themed it's better. It's it it's it was more yeah. immersive. And I don't. Plus, if they're gonna throw it in. If they're gonna throw, you you lose the whole Sunset all, Boulevard. Yeah, you lose the Hollywood Hills thing. Yeah, you definitely lose more. I don't think that's. Going if you anywhere. get rid of t- Rock and Roller Coaster, that's a whole different story. You could lose that, and not lose the whole Hollywood theme. Rock and roll, and when you look at Rock and Roller Coaster, the only thing you really see from the street is the little sign for it. The actual attraction it's is further back, further could, back they, away, and they will, and they can. They can do whatever they do want something with else that. With it. So. It's interesting mm-hmm. to see where Hollywood Studios goes from here on out. So, that's it'll be fun. It it'll will. be a good ride. Tim, Tim, this, home, is, this is your. Hang on, it's gonna be a bumpy ride. No, I did. I did my because it, it is. <laughs> it, I know, but but the next the next ten years of Hollywood Studios gonna be a bumpy ride. Gonna be very interesting. I think it's well. I give it five years. I mean, th- you look at Disney and what they did with um, California Adventure DCA. No, but they but they truly turned California Adventure around. They had a that California Adventure was a, oh, a, a struggling disaster. park, and they turned that yeah. around to. Where people actually in, want to in go five, and in, they, spend they time in They took a five-year plan and turned that around. And I think that's what they're doing with Hollywood Studios. I agree. You're, you, right, right now we're in year two of that. And by the end of year four, we'll have Toy Story and Star Wars. And then by year five, I think we'll have more things. We'll have uh, the great the, – the Mickey Runaway Railroad ride. I think that's going to open before Star Wars. I think that's yeah. I think that's early 2019. I think at, at earliest. Yeah. So, you you've got you've got some changes on the way. I think there's many changes to come. This is where Disney can sink a lot of money into in the next decade. So, um, Mikey, you know you what I thought of the ride? <laughs> what what do you think of the ride? <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. It's fine. I got one up and one down. Fair enough. All right. When it, in its original iteration, and probably up until about, you know, five years ago, I would say, was it a great movie ride? Yes. But they haven't done the maintenance to it that it needed and kept up with what's going on in the film industry. Things have been left uh, to kind of sit 
And I got to say that at its closing, was it a great movie ride? No, it was an okay movie ride. And let's face it, I'm not really going to miss it. Someone should put that on a shirt. <laughs> Would that be www.themagicalmeltdown.com? I think it is. I think so. Yeah. Mikey, that's the, did that's you? the address there. But seriously, that, that's how I felt about, about it. I mean, it, it had flashes of brilliance, so, but overall... So let me ask no. the four of you. It was who, okay. Who experienced the version with Robert Osborne? We did. I did. I'm raising my hand. Tell I think the, it was 2016 was the first 20, year? Was 2015. it 2015 or 20... The end, towards 2015. the end of 2015. Yeah. Okay, I did. What did... Like... Okay, so we all gave it either two thumbs up or thumbs up, thumbs down. What did you got? What would you guys give it after that? Because to me, I walked off for that for the last time in 2016 with Robert Osborne there, and I was like, I hate that ride. It wasn't that I hated it; it's just something that I know I needed. Yeah. I didn't need to do again. I I couldn't and stand it. And I think it. that's worse. I think Robert Osborne took away from that ride so much. Well, he took away from the cast members. He took away from the the. He took you out of the movies and was talking at you. I think Mikey talked it, talked about it. But There's, you can say that about any attraction that they remove the cast member element from. But living like living with the land, you still like living with the land. I do, but it's not the same ride. And for me, when I went on that, they removed the song. They removed everything. They, they removed the soul of that ride. I know, I'm sorry. I know, but still, you still like the ride with the spiel going but, on above you. But at the end of the day, if it wasn't in the same building with Soren, would I probably go out of my way to go on it? Probably not. If it was in its own building? Absolutely not. If it was with the cast member, without a doubt. But once they remove that cast member, once they remove that personal element... It changes it, and it is what it is. God help them if they ever do that to the Jungle Cruise. It'd be I would never. Yeah. There's no point to yeah, ride I won't it. Touch the Jungle Cruise. But what if you have the audio? Uh, no, 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 the Rock. No, no. If it's the Rock, no, I lo- absolutely. Look, I not. love the Rock. I think he would make a great president someday. I love the Rock. But no, don't put him on my jungle cruise. I'm not drunk enough for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> not my fucking Norway, Scott. I like Frozen Ride. It's good. But I enjoy the Frozen I heard Ride. But good things about it. I haven't seen it yet. It's I a little more water. Trip. It's a little more water. It's than definitely you. worth it. Yeah, it's good. It's actually really good. I enjoy it for the technical aspects of it. Hey. We'll hold hands, Jason. We'll ride it. We'll hold hands, huh? All right, I'll do that. I'm cool with it. It's, I enjoyed it. It's pretty it. good. It, I'll say, upgrade to Norway. I'm fine with it. Move on. Um, I'm okay. saying it's a better ride. Yeah, it's a. It, it is a better ride. It is Adam. what it is. It is a better ride. A flat out. Sorry. Yeah. To Take all the home, to all the hipsters out there, Adam and I are sorry. It's a better ride. But speaking of not my Norway, Mikey, how's Magical Meltdown? You've released a couple new designs this week. Yeah, I had someone bitching about how his wife gets a new pair of Lou the Roo. He's got to keep up. I, I told you two weeks ago, 
you needed to make a Lularoo legging shirt. And by the way, my my wife um, joined the Lularoo thing today. She bought it. Oh no! She got a new carpet. She bought, she bought a Lularoo skirt and a top. And um, she's in on that now. Oh, okay. Oh sh. Yeah, Straight well, people problems. That's an addiction. Oh, she's 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 in on the Lularoo thing. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? They come off easily. It, so you know stupid. what? Thank you, God, for yoga pants and leggings. Yeah, magical meltdown. I've I've got uh, several new shirts that just come out over the past weekend um, for no good damn reason. Well, one was for a good um, reason. One was I for guess a good technically. reason. The chilling like a villain. Chilling like a villain. That was a complete accident because that wasn't really supposed to come out. Um, but my wife's quick on the trigger. I made it, it's it's a pretty cool she shirt. I'm happy your, with she it. She stocks your got website. Your, uh, she does. She does. In addition to other things, I can't even. I got to clear my phone history out every time uh, text in my thought. But um, I've got chilling like a villain. You got your Disney core uh, villainesses on there and a wine glass. It's pretty simple. But I you know what? I'm really happy with my little seagulls couple shirt. I know you guys don't do couple shirts, but hey, I'm good you know what? If if people want to do the couple shirt, I, I applaud it. It's cute. It's a good idea. It's mine, 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 and, and then hers. And you know what? You can the mine, 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 mine even works if you got like a little girl, if you got a daughter, buy that and put it on her. Very cute idea. And Really creepy if mom wears mine, 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 and her son wears one that says hers. Yeah, doesn't translate well the other way around. I was hoping we weren't going to go there this episode. It's definitely got a Norman Batesy kind of thing. <laughs> so, Mikey, let me ask you. Um, we talked about it earlier, or you, you talked about it earlier in our chat, that the that next month is that September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month? Uh, it is, yeah. Go gold for okay. childhood cancer. So, next month, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and... We're going to be decking out the Facebook page, um, our Twitter, our Instagram in uh, in gold because gold is the gold is the color of childhood cancer awareness. Um, tonight, um, the guys can see it. None of you can, but I'm wearing my Harper's Hero cap. Harper's Hero is um, one of my favorite baseball players, Bryce Harper. He's dedicated to uh, finding cures for childhood cancer. We are big on that. Mikey, you're going to be selling – you have your Fight Like Assist shirts, right? Mm-hmm. Let's pimp those. Let's get everybody to buy one of those. So if you want to go and support the fight against childhood cancer, go buy one of those just to Absolutely. raise awareness alone. Yeah, and any uh, – yeah, Tim and Adam have one. They've worn them at the uh, – the, the Star Wars. Is it, is, yeah, the half marathon. Um, no, you give us too much credit. It was only the 10K. <laughs> we ran the 10K. No, the okay. 10K. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, but I, I'm sure it felt like a half a marathon by the time you were done. If And if it didn't, just cut all that shit out, Jason. I'm talking out of my you ass. You know, technically, <laughs> technically they ran half a marathon because they met up with Terry and Tim at we Epcot the that full same park day after, and then yeah. me and Andrea that same day. Yeah, it, 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 it my, didn't My stop. Apple Watch yeah. did, almost killed over because the... Um, activity meter went around like walking five times. too much, Tim. But yeah, we raised we raised some money. Buy the shirts, raise some more money. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go out and we're gonna deck our Facebook page in gold. We're gonna deck the uh, 
Twitter and Instagram and gold. Um, go over to magicalmeltdown.com, buy up the, uh, grab, grab a pair of the fight like assist shirts because why not? And what's going to happen with that? Mikey? I'm taking monies and my commissions and stuff off of, uh, I'm going to, realistically, it's, it's although, you know, any, any go gold or, or kids cancer shirt, cause I may work up a second design, but I know for right now, the only one that's going to be, I think Disney themed is that fight like a Sith shirt. I'm taking my, uh, commissions off of all those from, I think now through, I'm going to go ahead and extend it on into November. Um, cancer is a year round thing, but we like to, you know, bring it up, um, for one month. And for, for one month, the 4% are raised up. So uh, I'm taking the money, um, my commissions off of those shirts, and I'm going to pay it forward to a, a, a charity that my family supports wholeheartedly called Gamerosity and try to help another kid that is uh, struggling and dealing with long road trips and waiting in hospital uh, waiting rooms and then waiting in the actual uh, bed for their chemo to finish dripping so maybe they can get up and go to the play area and they're confined this gamerosity offers some really great um uh campaign pack or packages for these kids that have like ipads and a whole bunch of other stuff to keep them from you know th- their minds going you know stagnant and going stale so i want to try to uh, i may not be able to push a kid over the limit to get his uh, his package fully funded but everything that comes into me off this shirt, I'm just going to send it over to those guys and let them uh, help a kid out that really, really needs it. Because I've seen, Boston got one, and I've seen exactly how it can, you know, really change yeah. a kid's outlook. What does a fully funded package cost? Five hundred. So yeah, that'd be a shitload of shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so the more shirts you buy, the more the more shirts you buy from MagicalMill.com over the next what two months? Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. Two, 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 three months is going to help fund this project. Help fund a help fund to take away from the stress of that childhood cancer for one person. All right. So, well, here's what I'm going to do, do, Scott. All right. For that first hundred dollars that you raise on your commissions, I'm going to match it. All right. Right off the bat, so, first hundred bucks, I'm going to match it. So Jason did this back a while ago, and it was it was a few days out. So. Make sure you go over to themagicalmeltdown.com and buy your shirts. Mikey's going to put out some a couple of new designs recently or soon, right? Uh, I'm working on or one. I'm pushing you there. I'm working on one. I've got I've got a I've got a cool idea. It'll it'll be fun when it comes out. But uh, so if you know if you want to wait a week or two, you'll have time, obviously. Um, and realistically, if you want to help the kid out most. Buy the shirt when it's not on sale because the commission is a, is a little higher for the shirts that aren't on sale, and that helps the kid out, you know, even more. So, cool. So go buy, go buy the Fight Like It's Just uh, Sith shirt. <laughs> That's going to try that again. There. Yeah. <laughs> go buy the Fight Like a Sith shirt and, uh, and, and, you know, help out what you can. Do, it, do whatever you can. We are a wonderful community. I, th- I think I speak for the five of us when I say that Three Sheets to the Mouse is by far the most awesome Disney community that I've ever been a part of. Um, they are a wonderful group of people, and I'm sure, Mikey, Jason, you're going to spend $100. Mikey, they're going to help you out, and they're going to they're gonna make sure that you 
get that donation that you can to Gamerosity. So before the end of Three Sheets podcast comes to an end, I mean an all-time end. My goal is to beat Tim and Adams. <laughs> amazing <laughs> kick-ass donations that they came up with for their run well, so, yeah, so well, somehow uh, some way, i'm just gonna warn you now we're doing it again next november yeah, Listen, yeah. we we constantly yeah. raise money all year long and you know what Jason? i know you do we're, we're gonna match your your contribution as well all right so three sheets station now it's up to them we're challenging you guys fucking a we so are you guys get <laughs> yeah. out there buy up buy up some magical meltdown Mikey, let us. We'll we'll check back in in a few weeks. Let us know how we're how the Three Sheets Nation's doing, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna make a difference here. No, I'm getting choked up, man. I I I I have full faith in Three Sheets Nation. We also want to remind you to head over to our Facebook group dot com at Facebook group dot. Oh shit. <laughs> Maybe you should have taken that hit off the bottle, Scott. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I'm the one who well, cries during every fucking episode, not you. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's written down. I'm. I'm really just like going off off the top of my head. We want to. We want to re- recommend that you go over to our YouTube channel because we're right now we're running a raffle. We've got a couple of three sheets of the mouse whiskey tumblers. And when we reach 100 subscribers, we're going to raffle off to everybody who subscribes. So by the end of September, October 1st, we are going to draw two names out of the hat for these beautiful uh, three sheets of the mouse whiskey tumblers. The five of us have a pair of them each. Um, You guys, what do you think of them? They're awesome. (laughs) Over the top. Over the top. They're fucking awesome. I'm afraid afraid to break mine, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, <laughs> we use ours very sparingly. Only because only because Tim breaks yes, every glass absolutely. he touches. Yes, yeah, I break that's every glass why I, I'm afraid. I do too, and when I wash these, they they are I wash them very slowly. I don't want to break them because they are gorgeous. They have our three sheets logo and the partners statue. Can I say that mm, on well, air? You can they, say it. They are beautiful. So head over to our YouTube channel. Uh, but if you want to find that YouTube channel, the best way to do it is to head over to facebook.com slash group slash three sheets pinned at the top of the page is our YouTube channel. Head over there, subscribe, go on there and let us know that you've subscribed either uh, post on the Facebook group, email us at three sheets, three sheets to the mouse at gmail.com or Instagram us at three sheets uh, podcast. We're there. Let us know that you subscribed, and we're going to get you in the raffle for these awesome Three Sheets tumblers. I'm sure there's a number of people who want them. They're exclusive to the two that are being raffled off, so make sure you subscribe over to YouTube. Scott, I want to jump in real quick. Hang on, Scott. Yeah. Just because, uh, full disclosure, because all of our listeners um, can can see this, uh, we have passed the 100 subscriber mark. Have we? Yes. So it's it's, it's right. not a secret because if you go to the YouTube channel, it tells you how many subscribers you got. <laughs> All okay? right. Well, so anybody going there is going to be like, "This motherfucker." He no, we we've surpassed it, but we're not stopping the raffle yet because no, we've, absolutely we've, not. It's it's we, through the end of September. Yeah, we've barely surpassed it, and I know there, there's more assholes out there that want to see us. So uh, yeah, um, it's even easier to subscribe now because you can go to YouTube.com/slash/c 
which is what they're doing now. Anyway, slash C slash three sheets spelled out, not a number. Okay, so youtube.com slash C slash three sheets all spelled out. Head over there, subscribe. Through the end of September, we are going to accept subscribers to be raffled off for these three sheets tumblers. So head over there and subscribe. Check out the videos that uh, the lovely Mrs. Wisenhunt has put up there for the um, food and wine menus. Wisenhunt. Thank you, Jason. Oh, I I think of Ken Wisenhunt. The uh, <laughs> I believe uh, the it's Arizona also Cardinals. pronounced Wisenhunt. Is it? Yeah, Uncle Ken does not go by Wisenhunt, Scott. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how I call him. But then again, I watch baseball. I so. hate it when people pronounce shit wrong all the time. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> insane. <laughs> so there's also some videos on the YouTube channel of some uh, previous live streams, like the uh, first official beer summit. Oh, the, oh, the beer summit! If you haven't caught that, that one, one, folks, you you don't need to watch that one. Don't watch <laughs> that <a> one. <laughs> no, the beer summit was a good one. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't watch the follow don't. up, and then the third one was so bad, <laughs> the, the video recording's been lost. <laughs> the, yeah, the third live the third live stream, and we will we will get back to live stream eventually. Brant Burke, Sydney Wagsbeck, shut your fucking hole <laughs> <anywhere> anyway soon. <laughs> Mrs. Nesbitt, don't ask for it. You're not getting it anytime soon. Um, but you but. If you want to interact with us, the best way, and we'll tell you this week in, week out, I know I know the young people, the millennials, think that Facebook is for old people, but facebook.com slash group slash three sheets is the best way to interact with us. We have a great, we have a great following on there. We have a lot of fun. Um, this weekend, I, um, I had to remain celibate from alcohol. I had to abstain from all of it, and... You guys got me through it. You really did. You guys are a bunch of drunk fuckards. <laughs> I enjoyed it. We have so much fun there. I mean, Tim, Adam, Jason, Mikey, what do you guys? Our group has made me realize I'm we... not as much as an alcoholic as I thought I was. <laughs> That's why we have meetings. Our group we, is we the bigger drunk than I am. But we love you guys and... <laughs> Just some of the things that I've seen today only. You guys are the best. You guys are what make our show what it is, really. You guys you guys are awesome. People are trading ADRs. ADRs, yeah. yeah. Good on Sydney and Brant. That's Thank awesome. Thank you guys. They're just helping each other out with everything. It's just it's it's amazing. There there really are no rules in our group. Just be nice. Nope. No kid touchers. Being... What? What? No, no kid touchers and no ISIS. <laughs> Those are apparently our only two rules. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. HR has a tough oh, time. With yeah, she, <laughs> she fucking lets them right through, man. Well, she'll comment on this. She's the Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. We we love you, Sarah Coyle. <laughs> She's busy mopping piss out of her brand new camper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
and right now she's sitting there with her head buds cleaning someone's teeth out, just laughing her ass off. <laughs> At least, you know, fucking Cousin Eddie had the common sense to get the rubber sheets and the Jergens, <laughs> And then pump it right into the sewer drain. This is drain. true. Yeah. So if you, but if you have friends that love Disney, share the show. Tweet out what you're listening to. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Instagram. Invite them to join the Three Sheets Nation at facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. So let's close it up. It's been a long night of great movie ride. Jason. Uh, it's it's a long show, guys. I we listen. I, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give my other. I'm not even gonna get nostalgic. I'm not gonna even talk anything. I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk to you guys. My my host, my co-host. Um, we come together with a show. This this started as one idea, and like every other show, it evolves. Um, uh, we were playing hit and private messages and whatnot. And I'm gonna say you guys did a great job. You all came together. Uh, we all. In my opinion, I think we made a great show, and I appreciate uh, spending the evening with you, gentlemen. It's uh, always been a pleasure. You guys are my brothers. Keep it Disney, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Adam. Well, I don't know if everybody pays attention to our Facebook group. (laughs) I am drunk. Um, (laughs) I don't know if anybody pays attention to our Facebook group, but we actually have meetups planned coming up in the next month. So if you guys are interested in that, please let us know. Um, Jason. Bonus points Bonus points if you go to Tim and Adams. Oh, shit. Hey, we got stickers. <laughs> hey, no, We're not gonna have stickers. Real bonus points if you come to mine and Jason's. So, all right. So, in realistic, Jason and Jason and Mikey, you've got one planned. Uh, October Jason's 18th. Got one October 18th. Well, no, it's Mikey no. and myself. Yeah. Uh, no. October September. 18th. September. September. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, September 18th, Mikey and I will... When my wife is finished with my sausage. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, September 18th, Mikey and I will be at Epcot at about 8 o'clock. We're going to meet in front of the German Pavilion. So if you guys are not Facebook members and you listen to the podcast, and I know there's a lot of you out there, uh, come on by if you're in the area. If you're Trashed. a local, please stop by. Uh, Mikey's the ginger. I'll be the tall, bald guy. And... W- I'll be angry and pissed off at the world, and we're going to have, uh, you know, we'll have probably 15, 20 people right there in that little area. Stop by and say hi. I'd love to meet you guys and shake your hand and get a picture with you. Uh, Mikey uh, is going to be there. He, I know he feel has the same sentiment towards you guys. Um, it's going to be fun. And then I know Tim and Adam, I'll let you take it over. Yep, we're going to be down October 2nd, and we're doing a Lapu Lapu event. That'll be fun. Mm. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of you guys. Uh, I want to go to Tim and Adams. <laughs> Why don't you just go on your cruise and shut your fucking whore mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> so, again, that's going to be October 2nd. It's a Monday, and that'll be around, I think, 8 p.m. Is that what we were thinking, Tim? Yeah. You know what? I believe there's a giant TV that has some Monday Night Football and some Lapu Lapus. There you go. So come meet us down there. We'll be hanging at the bar. So come and see us. And if and if you don't want a Lapu Lapu, they have a back scratcher because you get a you get a butt scratcher. Yeah. That's a Family Guy joke. Wah, wah. <laughs> At least one every episode. <laughs> yeah. I, live, I, live, I live with people that live in a shell. That's the cricket, crickets, crickets, crickets. I live with people that live in a shell. At least one every episode. So come down oh, and boy. see us. We'd love to meet you in person. Be an awesome time. You might just Are get you... a sticker. 
Oh, there might sticker. be stickers. First five people might be stickers. Maybe Just Mikey saying. will sign your nipple. I won't be there with them. No, but on your <laughs> on your on your, your meetup, maybe Mikey will sign your. Mikey your will nipple. sign your cloaca. Yes. If I can find oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So we've already heard from Jason, Adam. It's it's, right. it's a long night. Yeah, and I'm pretty drunk. So I'm just going to say goodnight and not make too much more of a fool of myself. Thank you. Mikey. <laughs> you know, Jason, we only have two more shows in us until we're uh, we're down there. I know. I'm excited, guys. I'm, I'm super excited. It's coming up quick. 21, 20, well, 21 days for me, exactly. Yeah, by the time this episode drops, we'll be in our, our teens. I will, so, uh, I will just be wrapping up the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. There's a joke that, Mikey, yeah. don't go there. Mikey, don't, don't go, go there. Don't go where, Scott? Teenagers and jokes. Don't go there. Um, Wrap that no shit up, yo. About yeah. <laughs> I, uh, apparently, I didn't I, go me there. Me and Jason are just waxing philosophically about how we're going to uh, be down there and having a good time. Epcot. Epcot? I'm going to puke. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We're, we're safe. In the bushes. We're safe, everyone. I'm not hanging with Tim. I can't hang with you guys. I'm telling you. No, yeah, you, you know what? When you're down at Jason's meet and greet, if you buy him a beer, if everybody buys him a beer, Ooh, no, oh, that's gonna be bad. <laughs> so, okay, no. For for every every ten people, one person can buy him a beer. I am fine. I can buy my own alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> he can he can nurse his. You his know what? Buffalo brewery, not brown ale. No, hear me out. To be fair, don't buy us a beer. Buy a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Same price. Wear, <laughs> wear your magical meltdown. Yes, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. much. <laughs> wear your mel- magical meltdown shirts to your to your meetups. So, Tim, we're what six months into this thing? Just about yep. eight months, seven months. A little into over thirty episodes, over. buddy. 30 we're averaging maybe what seven and a half, about seven fifty downloads, seven hundred fifty downloads. Yeah, 700 to 1,000 downloads, I think, per episode. Almost 800. It still Easily. boggles my mind. I'm still amazed that you guys would just take the time out of your week to listen to us. You guys are what well, make the we, show, really. Well, apart from one Adam, asshole named Wicked Coast, they want to listen to us more. <laughs> no, there's still Greg with two Gs, the cunt. Oh, I, I, I'm way past that. That's That's... <laughs> Water I don't even look at that shit anymore. It doesn't, doesn't it's water under the bridge. Yeah, it doesn't I'm, even matter. Yeah. It'll well, take a week to listen to this if, episode. <laughs> if you are still listening, because this is a long one, <laughs> from all of us here at Three Sheets of the Mouse, thank you for making our show a part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. Ciao. Jason, did you get my message? Oh, while we were all talking, um, maybe I need to do a t-shirt design of Scott as a member of the Lollipop Guild. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be hilarious. That would be fantastic. Does he have a shirt yet? No. No, that'd be perfect. Perfect. We didn't need that.
Plymouth Rock landed on us! 